Alyssa's watching Bridgerton right now. <laughs> too much touching. She yep. can't. <laughs> yeah, right. It's gotten more appealing. It's She's fast forwarding through Bridgerton. Watch the spoon scene. We're coming to you from Inside the Walls. This is episode 61, Fool's Fate, chapters 30 through 34, and I'm Rachel, a rereader. I'm Alyssa, a rereader. I'm Jenny, and I'm a rereader. I'm Eli, and I'm a rereader. I'm Ashley, and I'm a new reader. And I'm Joey, a first-time audiobook listener. All right, first up is emails. Uh, We have an email from Melissa. Uh, about episode uh, 59, so two episodes ago, uh, that says, All I want to say is that Jenny's artwork is amazing. Joey should never read a full series of books because his confident <laughs> and inaccurate predictions are hilarious, so Joey, <laughs> keep doing you. <laughs> oh. And it should clearly be Fitz and the Foolish, Two Fitz, Two Foolish, as Love Y'all Drift. So that's a riff on the... <laughs> Did you write this email? <laughs> Rachel wrote it. No, Melissa wrote it. Melissa wrote it. Shout out to I Melissa. Like Melissa. And, yeah, and then also we got um we got a present for for the holidays uh, from Emmy Linda, uh, who wrote us a very lovely email, basically telling us that we dominated the Spotify podcast rap, which is great, and um, also that they they purchased. In our name, uh, part of a forest in Sweden. Just you know, I think it was just... like the the like upkeep can for I... it. Was it the? Yeah, it's like the you can like sponsor like a hectare or whatever a square mile. Or, or... It's like forty thousand square miles. It was a lot of. <laughs> it, was that, a lot yeah. of <laughs> it was a lot of. It was a lot of land. It's, a lot of forest. It's more zeros I than move. I can yeah. I'm moving in. I'm moving into yeah, this it's... forest. I will. Yeah. I will. <laughs> well, we'll I will only eat eventually. fruit that has fallen naturally. I will not build any structures. I will just live in the forest. You're gonna be like <laughs> At the end of our life. We'll join hands and walk into the forest slowly. Truly, though, well, like yeah, so... one of the loveliest things ever. Um, right. I yes, definitely cried through... a hefty amount after reading that email. So it was very sweet and. Through an organization called Nature Inheritance, it is an old growth forest in Sweden, and like you can you know purchase it, and it's just says Buckkeep Radio for that portion. That it's just it's really nice. You can and... take a skill pillar to it at Rotland, yeah, and <laughs> yes. find your find your wit partner there. <laughs> and there's a picture. There's a picture of the forest. Is there a picture? I missed the picture. If you go to Google Maps and you put in the coordinates, it's just this beautiful picture. It's like a 360 picture, and it's just like yellow leaves on white birchy looking trees, and it looks just very lovely. I bet there's so many animals there. When when we have our vaccines, we're going to hike there if that's allowable. We'll go there. That's our first stop. Yeah. And stay. I mean, and stay. And never we're part owners. We better be able to hike there. <laughs> <laughs> I got the deed. 
Is it like the? Is it like how you can buy like twelve square inches in Scotland and call yourself like a lord or a laird? <laughs> Why haven't we done that? I'm drinking mead right now. But this, but this just entitles you to like be like the squirrel king of this particular patch of forest. <laughs> Do they have dream. squirrels in Sweden? I don't know. I hope they have ferrets. <laughs> Maybe it's ferrets instead of squirrels. I don't know where squirrels are. It's gillies. From. Just tree bears. I don't know where they have them. Uh, but yes, also, uh, I just want to read this part of Emulinda's email where it says that Buckkeep Radio is not for haughty sipping. It is made for binging, uh, just like Robin Hobb's books. And it's not like overeating. It's like going to a party. And yes, I realize that we hardly remember that happening anymore, but bear <laughs> with me. It's like going to a party with the most interesting people you've ever met, and you just want to talk with them uninterrupted. And if someone broke up the gathering every two hours or so and you had to go home and wait a week, it wouldn't make the experience better, just longer lasting. So I guess that's a vote for our two-hour episode. <laughs> 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 Uh, so thank you so much. That was amazing. And yeah, definitely want to visit it someday. And with that, we have to go into the penultimate section of Fool's Fate. Uh, do I do have a heads up that there's some light uh, content warnings for PTSD uh, around torture. Who's up first? Oh, Ashley. Me. Oh my gosh, the first chapter. It's a lot of pressure. Um, not a lot of humor in this chapter because I had a lot of feelings when I was reading this chapter. Also, it was a 20-page chapter, but it really packs a lot in there. So, the intro is a letter written in Ketty's own sloppy handwriting to Molly Chandler Burrich Swift with condolences of her husband's passing and news of the transfer of the Withy Woods estate to her stewardship. Uh, personally, I think it's super shitty to only acknowledge people and reward them posthumously, but I guess it's nice for their kids, so there's that. Um, so I'm opening this chapter with a quote. It says, I dreamed I was you. He spoke softly to the flames of the fire. Did you? And you were me. Don't do that, he warned me. Don't do what? I asked him innocently. Don't be me. He shifted in the bedding beside me. Night was a canopy over us, and the wind was warm. He lifted thin fingers to push the golden hair back from his face. And do I even have to recap this chapter? Can't we just leave them there in the woods in the warm <laughs> firelight, talking quietly as lovers forever? I just needed to stop right here. It was just, ugh. This is <laughs> why we never should have left chapter six in book <sighs> one. Just these intimate moments. <laughs> they, really, they really get to me. So, uh, sadly, we can't. It's been five days of the fool drifting in and out of restless sleep, healing in the woods. Fitz mentioned that they'll need to use a skill pillar soon to retrieve Thick from the black man and meet their Uber ship. But the fool doesn't want to. Without thinking, Fitz tells the fool, I have a life to get back to, to which the fool replies, I don't. The fool was used to chasing a future he had seen, but now he's just floating through life cluelessly like the rest of us. Fitz tells him, Oh, life will be great, you know, because he died. You you see how pleasant it is to have died and not have any responsibilities. No one expects anything of you. And Fitz decides it's time um, to hunt after that. But the fool says he's too tired to move and he just kind of leaves him there. And um, Fitz offers skill healing to the fool, but the fool forbids it. He's like, hell no, I'm not doing that. So Fitzy goes to hunt and catch fresh meat, and in a bizarre turn of events, after they get back and eat dinner, he suggests they go down to the river after dinner to clean themselves, which, I mean, <laughs> best behavior with the fool. Uh, that evening, the Progress. fool proclaims, yeah, that evening, the fool proclaims that he can't go back, but Fitz says he can't stay in the woods forever either because he'd never survive winter. 
And the fool says that for the first time in his life, he has no idea what to do. Fitz has carried him to a time and a place he's never seen before, and he feels adrift, not knowing what to do with his life. And, you know, I really feel for him because Fitz never asked the fool if he wanted more out of life. He never asked if he wanted new life after death. And now the fool is just trying to process all of this, in addition to dealing with the fact that he's been tortured and all of that. And if it was me, I'd be having, like, full-fledged panic attacks right now. <laughs> like, what the hell do I do with my life? Where am I? What's going on? So um, Fitz tells him he could live in the woods for a bit, but eventually he'd have to face life again, which is real rich coming from a man who disappeared <laughs> for over a decade into the woods. Um, so he says, then in a decade, I could come and ferret you out, Fitz says. Of course, I'll be an old man by then. And the fool replies, and I shall not, which is like the saddest thing ever. And I can't handle a decade. He's like 30. <laughs> well, we don't know how long people live around there. Also, he's not healthy. He doesn't take care of himself. He's probably going to get like gangrene or some infection under his fingernail or something. Uh, Fitz suddenly realizes the harsh realities of life that he's going to have to face now. A dead Britch, Swift, Nettle, Hap, Molly, Bebe's kids, and a fool that ages at a different rate than him. And it's just too much, you guys. So they hang out in the woods for some more days. Who's counting? And the fool seems to be retreating a bit from Fitz, but he's trying to give him his space. Eventually, the fool says he's strong enough to travel, so away they go. And they leave behind the elderling tent, Fitz assuming that the fool associate the, associates it with his night terrors now. And Fitz finds the rooster crown and asks what they'll do with it. And the fool says, I told you I did not want it for myself. It was a bargain I struck long ago, and I think it's time that I honor it. So the fool takes the crown to the stone garden of dragons. Fitz goes over to visit Verity, and he cleans him off, which is real sweet. And the fool goes to girl on dragon who is stunningly gorgeous, according to this description, and posed differently than she was before. She now smiles and lifts her face to the sun, no longer tormented, it seems. And the fool asks Fitz if he remembers the night he put his memories into the dragon, all his misery and all his pain. And Fitz wrongly comes to the, to the conclusion that the fool is going to dump his pain and his tortures into the dragon, and he tells him not to, them both knowing that it dulls the pain, but also the joys of life. But that's not what the, why the fool is here. He felt guilty uh, for somehow luring Fitz to the stone dragon that night long ago and kind of like leading him to dumping his memories into a girl on a dragon. And the fool kind of reminds us of the backstory of this dragon. Um, but basically there was a coterie leader named Salt who was supposed to be the one dumping himself into this dragon, but he just didn't have the heart to actually do it. And Salt was a catalyst, and his prophet was Rialder. And Rialder was a foreigner who took on a jester's disguise, just like the fool did, to seek his catalyst, Salt. But Salt failed um, by not giving himself fully to the dragon, and so Rialder kind of felt like a failure as well. Um, but we know that that's not actually true, because Girl on a Dragon actually ends up playing a very significant part in all the story of Fitz doing his job as the catalyst, and the fool succeeding as a prophet. And so... Um, Girl on a dragon, you know, only ever flew because of the two of them. And so now the fool is here to give Rayalder's dragon the rooster crown. And the fool and the dragon had come to an agreement that the crown was repayment for Fitz's memories. The fool climbs up on the dragon and bestows a crown upon the girl. And she turns and gives him a very long kiss. And when she releases him, the fool starts to fall. And Fitz runs up to him very chivalrously and uh, catches him and the fool says it is too much you are too human fits i am not made for such as this take it from me take it or i shall die of it take what breathlessly he replied your pain your life and then the fool lifts his mouth to fitz's and returns all that he gave to the dragon 15 years ago 
and he sees the memory of his mother calling his name Kepit in the Mountain Kingdom, and he remembers the smell and the taste of the honey and herbs from Molly and her laugh, and he remembers Burrich and all of these wonderful things kind of come flowing back to him. And so the fool's return fits his life to him. And can I just say in this moment that Fitz really doesn't fucking deserve the fool. <laughs> he just, uh, <laughs> he doesn't. The fool is too good to him in so many ways. Um, and so with that task done, they go back through the skill pillar. And while they are meandering around this frozen elderling city, they start talking about elderlings and elderling stuff. And we learn that there's a lot of like weird little tidbits of information in here. But we learn that elderling children were rare and treasured. And that the elderlings are going to return now that the dragons are back because of human exposure to dragons. And then there's, there's the comment about like what effect do humans have on dragons if you know dragons can impact humans. And the fool mentions the others. And so are the others just like fucked up dragons and how humans ruin everything? Is that what this is all about? Um, <laughs> and Fitz says that he thought elderlings were kind of godlike and that they were gods in the skill river. And the fool kind of looks at him with this, like, what the fuck are you talking about, you dumb dumb? And then it's kind of proposed <laughs> that the skill current is the powers of the elderlings left behind for their offspring, even after the dragons were gone. And so in theory, people who have the skill power are like part dragon is kind of where we leave it off. And then they get out of the ice kingdom and go back to the black man's house. <laughs> uh so I have a question. Is Salt a catalyst or was Salt just the leader of that coterie? It said in the, I went back and double checked. It said that he was a catalyst. Double checked yeah. it? Okay. I thought, I thought that she was, uh, I thought that the catalyst was unnamed. So, okay. Um, okay. So yeah, we have Salt and we have Rialder and that kind of resolution of that story. There's a lot of things kind of being tucked in, in this section of the book. Um, we learned that that lady in the first trilogy who yelled Kepit at Fitz in the marketplace was probably either his mother or his grandmother. Oh. Um, the one that he ignores. Mm -hmm. <laughs> He's like, He's like I don't know that doing? name. Bye. Uh -huh. <laughs> Why are you yelling at Fuck me? Fuck off. Yeah. Um, and then, yes, so we learned that the others are basically, you know, reverse reverse elderlings they are dragons that have taken on human characteristics which i think should make them brave and beautiful and you know, <laughs> i don't know humans invented. not giant fish hard. people <laughs> not giant limbless yeah boneless fish people but hey you know mileage may differ it sounds like they shrink a bunch like it doesn't well, sound like they're nearly as big as a dragon no or is no they sound they like, malformed and disgusting and i don't know and Love evil for trying to keep um, she who remembers. Yeah, it's like, why do you get the worst qualities of humanity when you're a dragon, but you get the quote unquote best qualities of a dragon, which is like long, you know, like being long lived. And I don't know. You get little dangly bits that hang down from your chin. I don't know if that's the best. Humans are garbage. We're like the fast food. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, you get a wobble? Yeah, you get you get wobbles. You get a turkey wobble. You get turkey wobbles. No. Yes, you get some more glitterises on your head and horns. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Clit head <laughs> glitter head glitter eyes. <laughs> the sex crest. The sex crest. Oh, what? <laughs> well, that'd be a good name remember, for a life. No, remember when Tintaglia was about to mate with Icefire in the last section, her uh -uh. crests started engorging. Ew. So I don't remember oh. reading that. Okay. Oh, 
No, that's gross. On the face? It's on the forehead. (laughs) (laughs) There's some. You missed some gross stuff. It's like a bony ridge on your forehead. I can't wait to get back to those dragons in the next. Rangy man. Malta can't wear hats. (laughs) She's she's always wearing turbans. (laughs) I think dragons are the problem. Well, it's too late now, Joe. They're alive and they're breeding. They're alive and they're reproducing. Oh, no. It's like aliens, you know? It's like where there's one, there's more. You're never gonna... Don't break quarantine, you know? But it's the whole planet. Uh, what else Cone did we learn? Uh, oh, um, so yeah, more more kind of like stuff about elderlings. But that the skill is something that dragons have innately and that humans gained access to it via uh breeding with elderlings or you know being around dragons so it was just a she's like oh yeah i know i need to tie up all these loose ends let me do this informational (laughs) dump at the on the last two pages of this one chapter (laughs) sure while also being like remember how i like kind of forged my main character (laughs) let's let me just undo that let's fix that i decided that was a good way to go and now i've decided that i need to undo that was that the plan (laughs) the whole time was it sort of like oh now that he can't have molly he has to put that part of him in a dragon even though he definitely remembers molly and still pines for molly i mean he put a lot more than molly into that dragon he put his torture, his death, his 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 mom and his anger at being abandoned. Yeah. His yeah parts of Burrich. And, and, I mean, he put a and lot he in. wants it back. Nosy and and uh, well, I mean, uh, it's made him the fool. Didn't give him much choice, but also it was sort of a good thing. But he's also appreciative once he does get it back. And there's even like yeah, a scene like, where I'm he's at the again. water and he sees something and he finds like small joy in it. And it was something that he never would have yeah, felt. Like, I can see the glittering of the water. Yeah, it's something he was now. numb appreciate art again. to previously because he'd given It's like when somebody up. gets glasses for the first time and they see individual <laughs> leaves on the trees and they're like, wow, nature. Yeah. <laughs> Things are beautiful. It's interesting that used he didn't, you forget it. it didn't hit him with like the full force of being of living with it. Then, you know what I mean? Like it's like he had even without whatever he put into the dragon. It seems like he sort of dealt with those. Yeah, I think he's moved beyond. Yeah, he'd been, a lot he'd of been that. like evened out. Yeah. He couldn't have high highs and he couldn't have low lows. He was just sort of like existing there in the middle. Well, that's what it's like to be me. <laughs> Could well, a depressed maybe... person make this points to girl on a dress? <laughs> I don't I don't have peaks or valleys. So what do you think the minstrels are thinking right now? Well, I think that they're probably pretty jazzed because Rayalder was actually bestowed the crown properly back in her day, and so now they have it back and it's on a worthy Right, but Rialder was like, the whole point was that Rialder's in the dragon. Rialder became the dragon. It was Salt that kind of tried to hang on to her like individuality. Right. So Salt is wearing her, but then like you get the idea that they're kind of like all one dragon now. So really, it's just minstrels becoming a dragon. Is that what they <laughs> it's, wanted? It's the worst road trip you can imagine. I don't really care about what they bards. want because they sucked. <laughs> 
<laughs> it was I mean, just... are they like are they singing songs to Rialder's dragon in there you know like, I, w- I want to see what happens when the dragon like gets fully charged and boots up again do you think they're like pissed off that they're on a stone dragon instead of a real dragon a real are they dragon? like this is a for sure game. they seem like little turds so i'm sure that they're bitching and moaning a bit <laughs> you put us on art we don't want to be on art listen this is just like that time in skyrim when you get a bard that moves into your homestead and you can't get rid of the bard because of the crazy bethesda bug so you have this bard in your house the rest of your life unless you do this one thing and you kill it you can kill the bard and then you put it in the fire and then the only time you remembered of you were reminded that you have a dead bard in your fire is when your adopted child sees it and screams and runs away it's just like that joey it's, just like that. it's exactly like that I just like that, you know, they carried this stupid crown and these stupid feathers around forever and ever and ever. And, you know, it it ended up, you know, giving the fool back his life and giving Fitz back his life in a way. And it's nice. Well, that's, I guess that's better than being a ship. Like... You could... Like, th- those are kind of like... The, if you're a piece of... If you're a piece of wizard wood... You either are going to be a ship, which is a slave, or you're going to drift, or you're going to be like a random object, like a <laughs> crown or a box or a chest <laughs> or an or arrow. Whatever. But they seemed very pleased with being that crown. Or the great mother's chair, sleep, drug, I don't dust. Think that the arrow, I don't think that the wizard wood arrow was quickened. I don't no. think there was like a person in that arrow. That's just like there's a little yeah, face yeah. in there that's laughing <laughs> as you shoot it. Well, I mean, I think the minstrels are happy because like they were. I assume they went in like when they were dying anyway, or like after. Yes. Like, so it's not, you know, it's a way to extend their lives. Now whereas, they're a dragon. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, but they seem to have, because it's one person, so they seem to have like more control over that feather. Whereas, like, when you go into a ship, it's like multiple lives, and so it's not quite, and then it's like mingled with the dragon, and so then it's right, weird. Right. Whereas if it's like... And then the dragon can kill you and take over somehow. Right, whereas like the feather, it's like that was the dragon that you were like bonded to in the first place. And it's just you inside this feather. So it seems less terrible than the whole ship thing. Agreed. Was the crown essential to to Fitz being able to to fix the fool? Well, it's because yeah. the fool put it back together with his own blood, and then they had to. So, that was the fool's essence that they put back into the fool. Yeah, that was the backup. Dish yeah, exactly. Yeah. On accident. <laughs> I got. I have a. I, I'm having a continuity crisis here because I feel like that could have been like an echo of the fool, not really the fool himself. You're correct. It could have been somebody stuck in the transporter, and then we just reassembled them, and they've lost a day or five. We don't know, but. It's better than no fool at all, Joey. It's it's just a fifty five percent of the fool. Just the having, rest of I'm it's corrupted data. It. So somebody, it's some some. Well, fool. it's made with the blood that was leaking out of the yeah. fool as the fool was dying. So if there is any continuity skip, it's not much time. No. But it's still it's still an echo. I'm I'm just with Barclay on this one. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Um, Barclay. anything else from this chapter? Don't, don't uh, the fool's dealing with PTSD, obviously. Yeah. And 
um, you know, like, I think that Fitz uses the same, he uses the techniques that Burrich used with him when he was coming back to himself of just kind of like providing like a quiet, safe space and like, you know. I do like that. I like that he's patient with him. Yeah, he doesn't try. I mean, he's he loses a little bit of patience because I feel like Burrich gave him like a lot longer than five days. But <laughs> they, he was on less of a time scale. Yeah, than they were on a little bit of a yeah. time clock. All right. Anything else for this chapter? Bam, bam. That's all we got. Okay. Moving on to chapter 31, which is called Dragon's Head, and it's my chapter. Um, this chapter opens with a snippet from a song that Cockle wrote about how mad Ortra was when she realized that a bunch of men had agreed to give Eliana away to farmers, and how seeing as that was a stupid idea, she was going to ignore it, especially since the main deal was never rendered. So having exited the skill pillar back in the ice fortress of Asleviol, Fitz resumes his mannerless existence and hauls the fool around by his neck because he is, as laboriously and heartbreakingly formerly described, broken. And also, skill pillars are no help, so he needs a lot of help. And I, I just don't understand why he doesn't, like, take his arm. Like, why is he being hauled around by his neck? Give him a piggyback. Right? right? <laughs> They follow Fitz's marks back out the way that he had come in and back to the black man's little cliff hut. And the black man is incredibly surprised by the arrival of the fool, saying, well, he was dead. And Fitz responds, yes, but I changed it. <laughs> and busies himself with raiding the black man's cupboards for comforts for the fool. Thick is overjoyed that Fitz has come back and is running nonstop commentary about all the skill messaging that's been going on, how mad Shade is at Fitz for disappearing, and boats came and went, but of course Thick had no part of them, <laughs> and Dutiful thought that maybe Fitz was dead, but also there's a dragon head and Nettle did it, and even if Fitz had been listening to all this info dump, I doubt that he would have followed most of it with the listening skills that he possesses. <laughs> So the black man and the fool are staring at each other like they don't know what to do with each other. And you'd think that two prophets at the end of their prophesying had never been stuck in a hut together before. And the fool is majorly concerned. He says, quote, I'm outside of my time, Fitz. And the black man is like, oh, yeah, I can help with that. And I'm thinking, yeah, you're just like the rest of us now. You're stumbling along in the dark with no smug assuredness of the outcomes. So while the fool and the black man chat in their mutual native tongue, Fitz skills to the rest of the coterie. The return of Fitz's memories has healed him in such a way that he's like a much happier person to skill to now. <laughs> and Shade is like, what's the matter with you? Are you drunk? <laughs> and because he's a party pooper. And Fitz is like, drunk in love because the fool lives <laughs> and no one cares. And immediately they just ignore him and they launch into Shade, nagging dutiful for like respecting the customs of Eliana's people and not kidnapping her and shit. And that's how it comes out. The dutiful has finally fulfilled the terms of the agreement by being lucky enough to have a quote unquote cousin like Nettle skilled enough to annoy a dragon into making her dragon boyfriend fly all the way to the out islands and plonk his head down on the fireplace for all to see. No beheading required. Shade is like, yes, fine, dragons, back from the dry dragons, influenced and controlled by a 16-year-old girl that has no loyalty to me. I don't care. Let's talk about how Dutiful's banging this out island girl and her mother doesn't want her to be our queen. And none of this shit will be worth the shit that I took on the ocean voyage over here. Because Shade, he keeps his eye on the prize, which is still allying the six duchies with dirt poor islanders who have no armies, no trade, and a dwindling population. But let's move on. <laughs> 
Then Fitz asks if Nettle knows that Birch has died. And Dutiful is like, yeah, we told her because it's not normal to not tell people important <laughs> stuff like that, okay? And Fitz is like, yeah, okay, that's fair. By the way, we don't need boats to get back because we're going to take the skill pillars and Thick rejoices. The fool takes a nap because, you know, he was already not in the scene because he was not speaking any language that we can understand. So he takes a nap and Fitz takes six sledding. And then we're treated to Fitz having fun, which is like watching a dog do math. But it's like more evidence that Fitz has changed now, that his deepest pains have been freshly returned to him. After sledding, the fool tells everybody that they can stop saying the black man and refer to their host as... <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> and refer to their host as Prill Cop. Thank Ida and Elle. So the fool takes his time to ask Fitz what he's going to do now. And Fitz responds... I'm going to go home and bang Molly and tell patients <laughs> that I'm alive. And the fool's like, well, hot damn, you really are going to reclaim your lost life. <laughs> and that evening after dinner, the fool tells Prilkop their entire life story. And I just like question this because it's like that scene where 3PO summarizes the trilogy for all the Ewoks to show us how far they've come and how much the characters have developed. So I accept it, even though the automatic distrust instilled in me via Shade's teaching feels like you shouldn't tell strangers all your secrets, but whatever. Fitz feels awkward about sleeping with the fool in front of everybody. Uh, so he just stays up and stares at him while everyone else sleeps. Better. And he starts to think about how he's going to go reclaim his life with Molly and have a prophet boyfriend. And it's going to be great. He says, quote, he and Molly would round out my life to what it should be. <laughs> Fitz was a thruple. <laughs> so with those happy thoughts, he falls asleep and it's time to talk to Nettle. So she's obviously very sad that her father has died and she wants someone to tell her what really happened because no one will actually tell her anything. All the messages that she's been ferrying are vague and unhelpful. She complains that Patience has given them Withy Woods as a reward for Birch's final service, but Fitz knows that it's because Patience has figured out that Nettle is his child and is giving her what should be hers by right. Nettle sees it as an, ina as an inadequate recompense for the life of her father and resents it. Fitz gives Nettle the highlights of Birch's last adventure and assures her that Swift will come home soon enough and is safe despite his new earring. This allows them <laughs> to talk about Nettle's accomplishments, namely getting Tintaglia to get ice fire to put his head on the hearthstones of the mother's house. And Nettle brushes it off saying, oh, it was easy. I just bothered her incessantly whenever she wanted to sleep and told her that she was being controlled by men. And she did exactly what I wanted to because dragons <laughs> are no different than the millions of toddlers I've babysat. <laughs> She says this while also saying that Eliania should just give Dutiful whatever he wants because he won. Uh, but a lot of 16-year-old girls have complicated relationships with internalized misogyny. And let's just hope that she grows out of it. <laughs> <laughs> then Nettle awkwardly asks Shadow Wolf if he will take her to prom. And he's like, oh, wow, I remember when I took your mom to prom. And Nettle is like, oh, you want to bang my mom? Damn it. Uh, but this incredible cringe only spurs Fitz onward to even greater heights of idiocy. He says, I would not flee from the chaos I have made of my life. Molly might not be ready. My daughter might have a crush on me, but I'm going home. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, why? I don't know why, why Nettle really thought that Shadow Wolf was her age. Yeah. It's like we've gotten this far without you hitting on him. But also, like, as soon as she finds out how old she is, he is, she's like, ew, gross, no. So <laughs> yeah. it's not like it's some creepy daddy issues situation where she still yeah. pines after him. 
Yeah. Oh. Before finding out he's her actual yeah, dad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Even though their age different is difference is very similar to Burrich and Molly anyway. True. <laughs> yeah, you know. But he handles it well. He's like, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I took your mom to prom. So she's like, oh, never mind. She's How like, fuck old are oh, you? <laughs> year old. old. She says to the 34 year old man. It's fine. Um, I one of the things I don't like about this chapter is that we slide directly into this kind of like, okay, I brought the fool back, but now where do I stash him? Kind of like feel it's like oh he's not in the narrative anymore because it's like suddenly we've pivoted towards all this other stuff, Mm -hmm. and so he now has this best friend that he can talk to in his own language and like they can be like prophet friends and I. I don't know. It's a little like cool. Guess we're putting him on ice. He's trying to find a place for his prophet boyfriend in his life. He would but make he it work. He hasn't told him that though. He's just like <laughs> it's Fitz. What do you expect? He's like, like he's like, what are you going to do? He's like, I'm going to go back to Molly. He doesn't say we're going to go back to Molly. It's implied. I mean. It's in- Fitz is typically on the selfish side of things. He's like, I want to help you and I want to save you. But then like, how about me, 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 me? So. He is like task oriented. You know, it's like, I have done this thing. And his task now is boning his ex. You know. Right. Oh. But he's going to come back with cheese and crackers and apricots. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Do you have any apricots? like, it's cool. I got the skill stones. Do you have any apricots? Like, look, his intentions are always to do stuff with Molly, but he's still always going to choose the fool if that's an option. Is he? My dream is dead in my arms. Exactly. (laughs) And it was not Molly? (laughs) Weird. (laughs) Weird. But, like, what, what, I, I don't often put myself in Molly's place, but if I'm in Molly's place right now, why are all these people, like, people I've never even heard of that I don't even know exist, this Prilkop guy, he's 10,000 years old or whatever, why are we all sitting around talking about my sex life? No one's talking to me about my sex life. It's like, oh, you're going to go home and bang your, your ex-wife? Yeah. And, like, Shade <laughs> asks him. The fool asks him. You know, like, who? It's yes, like, well, some... if you're Molly, you're not really a part of the narrative yet, so you don't know what's happening. Yeah. Someone ask Molly, Yet is all or I'm saying. Ever. Someone needs to ask Molly who she's going to bang next. She could be like, oh, I met a guy. <laughs> Already. Yeah. Who's that boy? Where did he come from? Where did he uh, go? Do we like the name Pearl Cop? Joey did not. I remember well, it's this. better than calling him the black man. Ca- calling him the black man <laughs> was I've... very awkward. And then one time I was like, I'm going to shorten it to BM. And I'm like, well, that's not better. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote out hopscotch instead once. <laughs> Prill cop. It just doesn't just roll off to the call tongue, him... but you know, whatever. No, but I wanted He's to call him Prill cop the whole time because I didn't want to call him the black man. And I was like, I know his name. What did you call him, Joey? Prophecy cop? <laughs> what? Prophecy he's, he's cop? Time he's, cop. He's the cop of the... He's the cop... He's the time cop, from, time cop. for prophets. 
<laughs> Gotta, he's like keeping tabs on the pale woman. I, you know. I like that Thick has just been, he's been happy. He's had food. He's been sledding. He's not on boats. He's not on a boat. He's living almost like the perfect quarantine life, really. <laughs> With the snowstorm. With the snowstorm, you know, he, he, he has like a, you know, he like IMs people and they IM him back. And... <laughs> I don't think he has enough booze, but whatever. He only wants sugar. Sugar. I bet you Prokop wants booze. It's been a long Probably. time since oh, Prokop's had any booze. I mean, for how excited he is about tea, I bet brand <laughs> that apricot brandy would blow his fucking mind. <laughs> Fuck the future. Get me He'd more He'd become brandy. like friggin' Schmeagol. He'd be like, it's mine! You can't have it. <laughs> Get your own. But I'll take that too. I like to think about how Fitz went like radio silent for two weeks. You know, it's like, oh, I have to go find the fool's body. He finds the fool's body, has a breakdown, goes radio silent for two weeks, and then appears back and he's like, the fool's fine. <laughs> Everyone's like, they're all like, uh... they they just ignored him. They just ignored <laughs> everything like, he was yeah, saying. Sure yeah, they're like, clearly sure he's, he's traumatized. He's talking about him like he's still around. And they can't. He's dressed him up in clothes. It. He carries him everywhere he goes. It's just weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> They're like thick. Oh. Is the fool really there? Like, yeah. yeah, he's wearing a Hawaiian shirt and sunglasses. <laughs> he's sleeping right now. He's been sleeping for weeks. <laughs> he's been sleeping the whole time he's been here. <laughs> Now I just want to watch Weekend. He did not go sledding with me. (laughs) Poor fool. I do feel bad for him. I just, you know, again, he didn't get, nobody checked in to see if this is what he wanted. He's just had this thrown at him. Do you think that the terms of the agreement were fulfilled? Or if they're being tricksy with I think that I would not want a fully grown live dragon to stick his head inside my house <laughs> because that sounds destructive. But sure. It was destructive. They just said I know. they didn't say dead head on a hearth. They just said head on the hearth. Head. They just said head on a hearth. So it sounds like they need a better contract they lawyer if they're not happy. They should be more about specific. It. I just think it's funny that that you know they were like, oh well, we can't do the contract isn't binding because it was it was written by men and also you didn't even give me the the deliverable and then they're like, well here now what? I did think that that was funny where they're like, um, this is men did this like it just nothing counts because men did it all of it. I'm like, okay, well that I could see. It doesn't matter that I was a zombie for half a year. Yeah. Doesn't count. <laughs> She's like, I was technically alive. Yeah. And <laughs> therefore someone should have asked. Female me. zombies trump male zombies. So Female zombies trump males. Regular dudes. Yeah. yeah. Just a regular <laughs> yeah. dude. Yeah, I mean if they asked her, she probably just would have eaten dutiful and then it would have been fine. <laughs> 
<laughs> like, I just would it. you like this farmer to marry your daughter? And like, no, I will just eat him, and then this problem will go away. All right. Uh, I think we should move on to chapter 32. Should we? I think. <laughs> I have nothing else. I have nothing else to contribute. That's... <laughs> Good talk. <laughs> neither neither have I seconds ever, from a swift exit. <laughs> Joseph Jelly. Yes. It's your turn. Chapter thirty-two. Chapter thirty-two. Through stones, or thank Ida and L. Fitz finally gets a fucking bath. He washed with the fool too. Not a full oh, body. Really? That okay. was just like a like a didn't seem like hot that. spot mm. situation. I'm glad we're on like Fitz bath. Fitz bath wash. That should be like one of our prompts. Did Fitz bathe? Well, we have episode? a spa at our park that is the baths and like like a Roman bath. Yeah, I feel Do like we, we should. Can we not have to get naked? Because I'm not going to go in. Yeah, otherwise. public ba- bathing <laughs> is not my not my deal. I mean, I wish that you guys would let it be naked, but, you know, we can have... <laughs> I'm fine with other people suits. being naked. I just have, want it to be clothed. You can have the naked section and the non-naked section if you'd like. Okay. <laughs> I will stay in the Stalled. non-naked section. I'm just to stay on theme or, like, you know, it would be more... But how else will we have, like, you know, chummy convos and fistfights? <laughs> naked fistfights? Yeah. yeah. Bath whipping. I need to stand on somebody's neck, you know? I was in an an onsen in Japan, and it was awkward for exactly about 30 seconds, and then I didn't care anymore. Because then you just get in the water, and you're just like, oh, now I'm in the water. And everybody's naked. Everybody has bodies. Uh We know that. Uh I haven't even worn a bathing suit since I was 14, so Yeah. yeah. Well, see, the best... Yeah, we're never nudes over here. The great thing about... (laughs) The great thing about all the, the no bathing suit, though, is that like you don't have to worry if it looks good in the bathing suit. You know, yeah. like if your body looks good in the bathing suit, you just don't worry about that. <laughs> like, but then you still have to worry about your body. <laughs> Chapter thirty-two: nipples. <laughs> um. So the intro is Shade's account. Of witness stones, and surprise, surprise, witness stones are just skill pillars by a different name. The non-skilled folk, which is pretty much everyone except for farseers, just saw a pretty stone, so they used it like a Bible to swear their vows on, hence the name. For someone, uh, for some reason, the runes have also been removed from the the skill pillars. Um, no idea why, but. Um, apparently traveling through skill stones may be, like, it might be hella convenient, but it's also fraught with dangers, and you can't overuse them, because you might go brain dead or something. Um, and it just so happens that there is a lot of skill pillar usage in this chapter. So stay (laughs) tuned for some, some chilling... No, no. Um... (laughs) Nothing nothing exciting happens in this chapter. Um, <laughs> I'm just going to lay that out. Um, it's, it's, it might be. Uh, the fool's changing time is upon him. Um, so he's, and this means he's having another darkening cycle. And he's, so he's also feeling kind of shitty and feverish. And he's sh- shedding skin. Um, shade skill 
calls or skill zooms to Fitz and asks him to get his ass back to Buckkeep to be a skill proxy to the queen. But Fitz wants to look after the fool. And Prill Cop is, is doing his best Yoda syntax. He's explaining that some of the white prophets, this sort of darkening happens. Um, and I should also note uh, that for some reason, <laughs> their audiobook narrator uh, has chosen to give Prill Cop the same accent as the Swedish chef. Um, and it, <laughs> which is perfectly fitting because his name does sound like a product line from Ikea. Um, in, in my, some assembly to me. required. Yeah, some assembly required. Um, very, very So pigmented. could you say a sentence in... Uh... He goes... T- he went to the IKEA and bought himself. It's very like it's 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 Swedish. Does this mean we're gonna call everything is a question? Forest Prilkop. Prilkop. Yeah. No, we have to. That's perfect. <laughs> no, it's not. It's terrible. Prilkop. Prilkop. Assemble at your own risk. Fitz ponders why the pale woman remained her namesake, completely, you know, pigmentless. And never changed. And Prokop's theory is that only successful prophets who are satisfying their purpose darken with time, which makes Prokop the OG, because he's like all black now. Um, the fool persuades Fitz into leaving, and he complies after they touch brows affectionately. Aww. And after a warning from Prokop about the overuse of skill pillars, Fitz coaxes a very reluctant thick. Uh, to what I can only describe as the elderling navigation room, which is where the skill pillar is, because it's got like a map on the wall. I just visualizing this thing makes me think of like it seems like something out of sci-fi, or at least something out of like like World War Two submarine something. I don't know. That's where my mind goes. But apparently, uh, how he uses the skill stone is described. He's fixing the image of the rune in his mind, and he's matching it to a point on a map to where he wants to go, and that's how you prep the stone, and then the skill jump happens, walks through it. And uh, with Thick, they emerge on the other side in Buckkeep. Uh, Thick complains that it was actually kind of worse than being on a boat, and Fitz is uh, kind of like, well, it was shorter, but like I don't think... I don't think Thick's really convinced. He's just kind of like, yeah, but it sucked. And it takes him a minute to, like, kind of recollect themselves, probably longer than it did on some of the first skill jumps that Fitz did. Um, as a side note, I like to imagine that the Witness Stone is sort of like, you know, the one that's in Buckkeep is sort of like a hookup spot for, like, lusty teens. And then they just <laughs> kind of, like, when they, arri- when they arrived in the Buckkeep, they just sort of, like fell onto or right next to some like some like teens that were making out like on a blanket or some shit it's nettle like (laughs) yeah exactly could have been listen it could it could have been nettle it could have been hap it could have been you know like there's we know several teens in buckkeep i just felt like it was a missed opportunity um because that's definitely like make out point um at the gates of buckkeep the guards recognize them specifically uh, thick and start drilling them for questions like you would if you saw them and knew where they were. And Fitz poorly lies about being hurried home on a faster pirate ship or trade ship or something. And then Fitz uh, left Thick in a, the kitchen to eat 
just put him there. He'll be fine. And, you know, like, he he also makes a point to explain to, uh, that he tells Thick, explain to your dumbass worrywart friend that the boats were fucking fine and no one fucking died on this whole trip. Go fuck yourself. Which isn't entirely true, but it sounds good saying. Because, right, like, that, that friend, I forget her name, it was, she she was the one reason the that nurse. Thick and Yeah, her. She said that they and would... It, Die from seasickness, and nobody died. From seasickness. And it was because That's of true. her nobody that did had die. it in his head the whole time that it was he can't be on boats. Yeah. Although I think Thick may have almost died, but he didn't. He didn't. So that, so that's good. Um, where was I? Uh, Fitz uh, made a pit stop at the uh, at the barracks after shoving a loaf of bread in his mouth, and um. He shoves a loaf of bread in his mouth. He dropped off his traveling gear. He changed his clothes, but somehow couldn't manage a bath and a shave. And then headed directly to the queen, which is the best way to address any queen, ragged and smelling of whole ass. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Disgusting. Um, And (laughs) I forgot that there was sponge bathing with the fool. So I think he's just, he hasn't had a bath this whole time. Um, But it's, it's good news for us on this podcast because he's back in the fucking walls of Bucky. Um, yes. So we're all feeling at home. <laughs> yes, and and while he's while he's traversing through the walls, Gilly pounces on him. Um, but it sucks because Fitz doesn't have any food for Gilly. Um, maybe later. Uh, Fitz pops in on Ketrakin, who had her ear against against the wall. I guess the whole time they were gone because she just was listening for him at that second (laughs) and her whole room is fucked up from just her anxiety and uh you know from the trip with her with dutiful and then also fitz quickly learned that some bullshit that had been going down between the old bloods and the piebalds and you know no one really cared about that anymore but apparently it's been a real big problem here (laughs) And after a speedy debriefing, Fitz skilled out to Dutiful, and Fitz kind of served as a conduit between the two, and, you know, there's, like, blah, blah, marriage politics, they're, they're complicated, and but it'll get worked out, and then there's, like, more blah, blah about the old bloods and the, the piebalds, and, you know, no one cared. And, and, and Fitz tried his best to avoid personal interjections into the, into the conversation. Um, and then amidst the the skill message translation, Fitz kind of fell deeply into himself and became nearly catatonic, um, frightening Ketty. But fortunately, there was a cup of tea uh, around that she could just splash into his face and wake his ass up. And then <laughs> Ketty uses this as an opportunity to explain, by the way, Nettle is in the castle and really needs uh, training so that something like this won't happen to her. And Fitz is like, nah, I'll do it tomorrow. Tomorrow is for that. And then, like, you know, he's putting it off. He's putting off the the visit. As Fitz um, pondered just how quickly he could get uh, to Molly for, sorry, your hub slash my dad is dead, but I've got to make up for 15 years of no boning sex, Ketty fetched him a royal meal. And again, I ponder why Molly and not Ketty. Fitz, why? Why the fuck, Fitz? Um... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i just i just i don't get it i mean i'm Fine. i'm i'm shipping that as well i agree with you <laughs> i see why not but also like what the hell 
<laughs> Fitz again briefs her on the skill pillars, the rooster clown, finding the fool dead and how it sucked. Fitz reaffirms that he's going to go get Molly, and Ketty has to be like, yo, let her husband kind of get fucking buried first before you hop into their bed and reclaim her ass. And we're all just agreeing with it and kind of wondering why the fuck Fitz is even entertaining these thoughts. Um, and, oh, Nettle is here. Um, but, yeah, and also, you know, that's her her dad. So, you know, my God, don't try to also be Nettle's dad while her dad is dead. Just saying. Just saying. Why does it have to be said, Fitz? Why? Um, and then the chapter ends with Fitz trying to sleep, but is awakened by his own stench and is forced to go. <laughs> he just like, it's like his, his own nose is like, you can't, you can't be this disgusting anymore, man. Like you fucked up the queen with your nasty ass and now you got to go bathe. And so he immediately goes to the baths and then, and then as he's getting out of the bath and he's, you know, he's coming out of the state's public, public bath pit we were talking about earlier. <laughs> And Nettle was just like right out there to be like, "Your bitch, you're not going to sleep. We're gonna, we're gonna talk about everything, the skill and Wolf Shadow Man." That's the chapter. Hmm. He's so stanky. He's stanky. You know when you start to smell yourself and think you're gross, like you're fucked. <laughs> you it's are time. so <laughs> funky. Because your time. sniffer is the last sniffer to catch on. <laughs> and the thing is, like, you know, Katrigan just let him, like, do all of this skilling, and she wasn't like, go take a bath first. She's like, you smell like whole ass, man. Like, I can't even talk to you. <laughs> Sir, I you mean, smell. You should have just dropped Molly for Ketty right there, because she wasn't going to say anything. <laughs> I mean, in fairness, Ketty has been that smelly herself, because she went on that trek along with the others, you know, like, she was no garden flower during that time. Fitz was uh, definitely going back into that, like, skill road trance. Yep. Yeah. I mean, something's going on with the skill stone use, and it doesn't sound good. Well, when he did it back-to-back -back previously with doodles, it was like a fucking microwave that overheated remember it was got really really <laughs> hot and had steam rising off of it yeah like, he says the same thing yeah about what that it's heated it's i mean he's oh he, he needs to be careful he's basically traveling via a microwave he's cooking his brain there's not many yeah. brain cells left in there mm -hmm. yeah he just got <laughs> some back fine. so he should uh, yeah, he's gonna be sterile those. he's gonna have pudding brain is it in this chapter where I feel like Ketty says something like, kind of like, oh, a little flirtatious, and then he answers with being like, oh, I'm going to go to Molly, and she's like, oh, yes, Molly. And I was like, I wonder if that's what she meant. <laughs> you think was, were you, were you holding out for the Ketty? Do you think Ketty was hoping ship? he was being fresh with her? I remember that moment because it sounded like I was like Fitz wasn't listening at all to what she was saying. Yeah. He replies with that. I'm trying to find it. I thought it was in this chapter. I mean, if Fitz wanted to have sex with Ketty, she is there and willing for sure. It ain't nobody else lined up. It would have to be very discreet, but like she's she's got a game. secret door. And and no travel required. After he almost died, he, like, wakes up to her, like, kissing his forehead, and 
she had spent yeah. the whole night with him. And... She loves him. She probably. I feel like. Uh, do we feel like she knows that the Fitz body sw- sex oh, swap? Oh, for thing? sure. She yeah. also like. Knows. Yeah. Oh, yeah she, for her, it's not uncharted she... territory. Then she's like, I did it once. I'll do it again. <laughs> she's like, I've been there, and when it's when it's clean, it ain't bad. <laughs> Was he clean at that point? I th- no. So I feel like they were in that quarry for a real long. No, time. they were both dirty <laughs> as shit. Maybe the stream. Maybe there was some s- magic, like skill stream shower they got. I think he he took no, like a hot so. spring bath after the fact because he felt dirty. <laughs> after right, the not Great. And that's then I'm really then Starling came up on him and got showers after. That's got like seconds. that's like washing your hands before you pee. Right. If you touch a memory stone. Oh, here it is. Here it is. It's after she's talking. After they talk about Verity, it says, uh, "Blah blah blah blah." As a prince, he cannot. It is not a small sacrifice for chivalry. Eliania will follow him here. That is true. But ever, it will be a little wall between them. You yourself have known how sharp that can be to disappoint the woman you love out of the duty you must yield to your people. And I spoke without considering the wisdom of it. I will be going back to her now. The time for that sacrifice is at an end. Birch is gone and no longer stands between us. I will take Molly again for my own. A silence followed my words. God. And I realized I had shocked her. Then she said gently, I am glad that at last you have found that resolve. I speak now as a woman and your friend. Do not go to Molly too soon. So I kind of feel like she was like. She's putting some feelers out. yeah. Putting some feelers out. That doesn't understand subtlety. You have to be very blunt. I, I mean, to be he fair, like, I didn't, go, I didn't gonna... pick up on that either. The way that he's the like, same... I will go and get my woman and she... The possessiveness with him and Molly is so gross. Creepy. I'm like, dude, you haven't even seen this bitch in fucking... How many over fifteen years? Because he hadn't seen her forever. I mean, well, yeah. How Other many kids she had by now? And she definitely doesn't look. I mean, she's had like twelve children. <laughs> like she's not going to look like she the girl. Forget what she looks like. For I mean, she the is. fact that like but it's... she maybe just doesn't want to roll around in bed with somebody that she thought one was dead and two she hasn't seen in a f- fucking ever. Just right, but he's got her fling. in this like weird like you know bu- mind bubble of like who she is and you know. She's she's Molly Redskirts to him. God, I hope you know? he's disappointed. I hope he shows up with flowers on the same cart that that Burridge's dead body oh, is God. on. Oh God, dead body is and... floating in the ocean. Yeah. Oh, that's right. That's right. Well, same idea. And she's just kind of like, I I don't fucking know you anymore, man. Fuck off. I hope she beats him with a broom when she sees him. Like, <laughs> what the fuck, Blair? <laughs> It's it, weird. The the weird like obsession. It's like a I didn't miss it for all those time all those chapters. Put that shit back in the dragon, forged. dude. Like it's kind of like, like he's imprinted he on back, her just he's... like yeah. It's yeah. yeah, it's creepy. It's wrong. It's stalky. Well, as soon as he gets back, he's like, "Oh, got to drop everything and do whatever the queen asks and whatever dutiful asks and I'll be a telephone and I'll you know, I'll I'll do all the shit that everyone that makes me unable to have relationships with people because i'm just a tool and then ketrickin is like yeah you know you're lord for chivalry you know you're the you're the uncrowned king wink 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 and he's like yeah okay fine whatever you want and it's like what are you doing you're 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 making it even harder now (laughs) like is the uncrowned king gonna go live in the woods with his you know with his 
widowed girlfriend. I mean, it's just kind of, he doesn't see what he's doing. Well, it's like Fitz doesn't really think, it's like him thinking about, you know, bringing the fool back or thinking about that he's just going to go get Molly while like, still I just want being, this. Yeah. like, That's what I'm saying, know, it's the Mimi Club. He's got he's a case of the like, gimmies. The gimmies. <laughs> well, it, gimme. it, it... <laughs> he wants his boyfriend, he wants his girlfriend, he wants to be king. Yeah, you know, like, it's on his terms things. all the time of what he, he wants without consideration for other people. Right, and he doesn't ask anyone else what they want. And so he, how are you supposed to get what you want if you don't know the the route to get there? Because people And from Molly's perspective, can you imagine just like, okay, you've been, you broke up with somebody 15 years ago and you've lived your life, <laughs> you've moved on, you've been doing your thing and come to find out the person you broke up with 15 years ago is still thinking about you like every day and being like, they're mine. Ugh. I'm going to get him. That's going to be my wife or my husband. Like, that's crazy. Well, it wasn't that, for 15 that is, years. That is crazy. Put it into a dragon. But, but... but the, I mean, I guess the difference is, like, maybe she was pining after someone 15 years ago that it's like her husband that got blown up at the war or whatever. Right. Well, that's I mean, I could part. sort it's of like, see it only that. It works because he died. If he had left and, like, gone on to live his life with her thinking he's alive out there somewhere and he's just, we're not together. That's like a different path than he died, except he's alive now. You know, that's more, way more romantic in terms of. I feel like it's almost weirder. If he's been alive all this time and she thought he was dead. Well, yeah, I mean, but there's the weird magic explanation that he put all his feelings in the dragon. You know, it's is he going to tell her that? Is he going to be like, "Sorry, I didn't"? Of course not. He's done nothing but lie to her his entire life. (laughs) Exactly. She's like, "Magic is made up." Fuck you. He's going to be like, "I mean, the only reason she knows certain things about him are because other people told her." Right. Yeah. He's got so much shit he owes her. He needs to be like, "Hi, I'm Chivalry's bastard," because she never knew that. She does know that because she lived in the castle. And well, well, she found her, out. But, but she, she didn't. Like, yeah. Yeah. So talk about that. Talk about how you have this, you know, your prophecy boyfriend. Talk, talk about, about how, how he was a murderer and assassinated. And people. a murderer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she doesn't know that Let's part. Let's start at know... the very beginning. There's <laughs> <laughs> a lot to cover. Shake hands and start over. Oh, yeah, no, she doesn't know anything about that. It's like, she thinks that he was just, like, a shitty bastard who, like, did things, you know, political machination things. It's like, actually, I went out... <laughs> oh, yeah, and P.S., when I was having sex with you, my wolf was there. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> you don't ever yeah, say that. She doesn't that. know that part. <laughs> and she will never There's know a lot of Sometimes, sometimes it was only him. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes I was just sleeping and letting him take care of business <laughs> she's like oh that's why it was good that was no, it's just the worst it's, <laughs> he just i just don't i love how he just thinks this is gonna work like he is <laughs> also what were the what will the sex be like now that the wolf isn't involved she's gonna Shitty. notice i'm telling you she's gonna notice so like where's that where's that inner savage beast that yeah. you not here it's too 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 gentle. He's way into her boobs, like way more than usual. With her like... globular boobs. Her globular boobs. <laughs> She's like, this was. You just ignored these before. Oh, God. All right. We gotta move <laughs> We're on. We're devolving. Gotta... <laughs> we are devolving. <laughs> All right. Chapter 33 Family. 
Do you like vague tweets about drama that you happen to be privy to? Of course you do! How much better then are old-timey letters with the same kind of cryptic intensity? Our dear old lady Patience is writing presumably to Ketrikan about a secret that must be re revealed only in person about a certain young lady. And with that, I think we know who the mystery lady is because we're now back with Fitzy looking like a deer stuck in headlights staring at his daughter. Do you think that if you stand very still, I can't see you, Shadow Wolf? The deadbeat dad is finally found out, and he is finally found out, and he's honestly just surprised Nettle is such a good sleuth. How did you know it was me? Well, as it turns out, I'm much smarter than you, says Nettle. <laughs> also, Thick told her that he was in the steams. And Fitz was the only old man coming out of the steams who gaped at her. So either you're Shadow Wolf or you're some pervert. But most like, uh, most likely you're uh, both. My name is Er-Tom Badgerlock, my lady, says Fitz. I'm a guard and I've got to earn guard go guard, go guard things. Um, so off with you. Nettle despairs over how excited she was to meet him, thinking he might be handsome and her age, and think she's pretty, or at least wanted to be friends with her or something. Instead, he's an old flake, and he doesn't want anything to do with her. Very smoothly, Fitz states that he thinks she's very pretty, reinforcing Nettle's opinion that he's a deviant. <laughs> uh, forget that. Let's start again. I'm Shadow Wolf, and I'm happy to meet you. And they skill shake hands and communicate through the magic, finally convincing Nettle that Fitz is not a total piece of shit. She then breaks <laughs> down because she fears for the future with her papa gone. I, I, I can sort of be your papa, whispers Fitz under his breath, and gives her a big <laughs> hug, skill love flowing towards her. Presumably confused and unable to take any more of her pen pal's reluctance to know her and or uh, her, his unmerited love. Nettle begs leave and goes on her way back to her country home. In a good mood now, Fitz decides to just take a nap right there on a stone bench. <laughs> <laughs> he wakes up and he's like, oh shit, he gads, I have a picnic date with the fool. And then, meep meep, he jumps up and runs to the kitchens with legs spinning like Roadrunner. His path takes him through the gardens and he screeches to a halt as two old ladies are blocking his path. And the comedic theme of the chapter, it's two more pits, pe bleh, two more people Fitz would rather not have run into. Patience and Lacey. The near-blind Patience has picked a perfectly good marigold from the garden, thinking it a weed, and then realized her mistake and attempts to hide it behind a bush. She gets sassy with the gawking Fitz, and then Le Lacey realizes who he is and faints. Patience has to inspect Fitz up close to make the connection, and then we get the most beautiful scene where Fitz tries his best to act like everything is completely normal, while Patience and Lacey fret over the gravity of the situation. Is there anything else I can get you, Mum? How about 16 years? You best have a good explanation, my young man. Uh, it was Birch's idea. <laughs> And my favorite line, do you think you can pretend to be dead for 16 years and then walk in and pour yourself some of my good brandy? <laughs> yes. And so Fitz finds himself telling them everything that has happened the past 16 years. Well, he gets mostly through royal ass before Patience falls asleep. Phew, time to go sneak out and see the fool. 
But nope, it's Shade, and he needs Fitz to help him relay information. As it turns out, the emergency that could not wait for the fool was that Elianya wants to spend another three months in the Alt Islands before coming to Buckkeep. She got dutiful to agree to this during some spicy private time that Chaperone Shade does not approve of. Shade thinks that if they came back without a bride-to-be, the nobles would not understand the situation. They'd be all huffy about it. Ketrickin thinks it's more important that Dutiful respect his wife-to-be's wishes. And so uh, Fitz relays the discussion back and forth between Shade and Ketrickin. At some point, starts helping Ketrickin to debate Shade. This is extremely long and boring. Um, Fitz is frustrated, (laughs) Robin is abbreviating, and I'm falling asleep. Suddenly, Fitz is talking as an equal to the queen, and Shade is like, uh, and uh, he's like, if it's an error, it's the prince's error, and you are not to question it. And then Ketty whispers, sacrifice. And Shade goes, <laughs> okay, King Fitz. <laughs> but everyone is very proud of them. Good boy, Fitz. I'm the king, though. I'm the king. You know, you, you could it. just marry Catrick and be king, but it's right. like, gotta do this bullshit. This whole chapter, the only important thing is Patience and Lacey mm-hmm. and how mm-hmm. yes. she gets Lacey to sleep in the same bed as her. And it's really fucking cute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she's like, she's a she's a big round lady and they give her some pathetic little bed. So she sleeps with me. Uh-huh. Okay. Ah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wink, wink. Don't ask. Shut, shut the fuck and up. Then, and then and doesn't uh, Lacey refer to her as my heart or dear heart? Something like that. Yeah, something like Yay. that. Yay. Yeah. They're such a sweet little Leslie couple. I love them. Yeah. <laughs> they, uh, the, the, that whole thing, I was like, I was reading it and I was like, oh, here comes Patience and Lacey. And then, like, when Patience recognizes him and calls him my son and everything, I just started crying. Oh, yeah. It just, like, shot out of my, out of my throat. I was just like, ugh. <laughs> And then he's like, I'm sorry, mother. And I'm like, oh. yeah, he calls her mother. And she's like, and she's oh, like, right time for you to start calling mother. me mom, God you little shit. Damn you. <laughs> she's like, I am being emotionally manipulated. <laughs> Make me feel my feelings, you old, you little bastard. <laughs> and also I blaming it. Burridge. It's like, well, Burridge is dead, so that's convenient. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> recently dead so we can't even be like well you know fuck him we have to say that's not nice so <laughs> to just be like oh okay it was Burge's idea i mean it kind of was and then she's like i knew she was yours i that's why i gave her a whole house and she doesn't even want it it's like she's 16 yours i mean <laughs> whatever if i was 16 and someone wanted to give me pemberley stability. i would take it yeah i mean well it's, it's not a house it's an estate it's like downton mm-hmm. yeah that's what i mean it's like how it's like how elizabeth didn't want to marry darcy until she saw his house and then she was like never mind he's awesome i'm in love he has a library so big they had to put blankets on most of the furniture <laughs> that's how you know it's too big <laughs> Not blankets. They're dust covers. <laughs> <laughs> the furniture gets the cold, so they need to keep it warm. Wrap it in plastic. When I was little, like and I would watch. American. I would watch Beauty and the Beast, and like everything's covered. I was like, oh, it's because they're alive and they're cold. 
They're sleeping. <laughs> That's cute. Like birds. Simple child thought. Yeah, like birds. It mm-hmm. makes sense. Just put a blanket over them. Uh, yeah, Patience and Lacey. I think I think that like Patience really deserves that too because Patience really saved everyone's ass during, yeah. you know, lit troubles because like Fitz wasn't there. Shade was still in the wall, sort of. Catrickin was on the run. Like she, she was painted as together. this like out to lunch eccentric woman, but really, like she fucking held it down. Big. She time. was like queen. And mm-hmm. she, I mean, she should have been queen. So it, I mean, it... she should have been. And there was a reason that chivalry picked her, right? Like. And they're like, oh, well, she reads too many books, and she makes her own paper, and she tattoos herself and shit. And it's like, so what? So she's so she has interests, so she's educated? Like, that's actually good? She sounds amazing. Yeah. She's also had probably the longest standing, most successful relationship of anyone in these books. Well, closeted as it may be, but... <laughs> but successful. With an assassin, no less, because, hey, Lacey's got those, got those throwing knives or whatever she keeps up her sleeve. Her knitting needles. Stabby knitting needles. Stabbing knitting needles. Throat needles. Yeah. A good chapter. Very good. Thank thank you, Eli. <laughs> I really like when when Nettle is like, Here you are, dumbass. You didn't seek me out. I had to come and find you. You are a dumbass. Like Team Nettle all the way. I love Nettle. Yeah, she calls him out. It's, she's she's like, amazing. stop with the fuckery. You said you were going to do this. You didn't. You were hiding. You're a wimp. Pull it together. Yep. Such a disappointment. Don't fuck my mom. Yeah, and also, don't fuck my mom. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, sorry, I'm going to fuck your mom. I'm going to fuck <laughs> News flash. <laughs> no. You are the seed of my body. Ew. No. Oh god. Ew. The, oh. the word seed is just repulsive to me. Oh. That's no. the most dragon thing you've ever said. <laughs> get it, get it, get it. Can we can we go back to the yeah, can we go back to the face clitoris? I don't want to talk about seed. <laughs> Here's Jeez. my resignation letter. <laughs> oh, no, you broke the list. Do the next chapter. Uh, well, She's... you know, it's just poor timing that I guess. Alyssa's hedgehogging <laughs> forever. Um, and yeah, everyone, everyone wants Fitz to. I love how it's like fine. Like I feel like Shade being into King Fitz is really out of character. Does anyone else think I that? Agree. I was surprised by that, yeah. I was kind of like, I thought he was going to pitch a fit and be like, who the fuck do you think you are? But then he's like, yeah. oh, okay. But do you think it's because that means that, like, because he it would be the Farseer throne, that he would be extra loyal to himself, and then Shade it, can just manipulate him it's, that way? I mean, I mean it's he just like, spent a whole book not doing what Shade wants him to yeah, do, so you think really that, A, like... that would, like, alarm Shade, but also, like, Shade would be like, well, if you if you can be king, why can't I be king? It's like, And then also... Yeah. It's like your son running for president i mean he's gonna be 
He's got to support yeah, that and be happy they, with that. All this shit with dutiful. Like if if Fitz, Fitz is a young, he's like thirty five. Like if he's king, dutiful's never going to be king. Like, <laughs> well, he can't be. But he, he's, was he it, can't be king in he's name. He's not going to be king in name. Yeah, king he's not king in name. In name. Just, he's just like behind he's shadow the king. Decision maker. King. He's just happy to see Fitz it's, grab a little power for himself for like five years or whatever. I guess so. I just feel like that. That's a huge threat to dutiful. I mean, that's oh, not I don't how think they... so. No. no because he's, he's not arguing shade, with Dutiful. He's arguing with Shade. Right, and Shade is losing his control over... Because he has direct control over Dutiful, and he yeah, could Shade needs Petrican. to be taken down a peg, though. It's about time. And yeah, but Shade isn't going to say that. Fitz he's not going to like, so do it, so... Take me I down fully a peg. expect Shade to eat it by the end of this book. How's that? How's that? How's that? How's that audience? What do you think of that? How do you think of them apples? I, th- I don't think I'm... that. Sh- I think Shade has best intentions, <laughs> but if someone's telling him no, that means someone's thwarting his best intentions, and that it just doesn't seem like Shade would be like, "Oh, okay." I don't know. Tell I no, I think that, means... that Shade sees a lot of himself in Fitz, and that I mean that's like Fitz. Going and reaching for something that Shade probably wishes he tried had a, an opportunity to reach for, and I I don't know. It makes sense to me. Maybe he just thinks that if Fitz is like getting more involved in politics, that means they're more aligned. He's also probably worried that Fitz is going to go and live in a hut in the woods for the next decade. <laughs> Mm, true. true true yeah he's yeah like, you're oh, right he's, he's taking getting interest. involved now this will be okay yeah. well that's what I, this goes back to what i said earlier where it's like oh fitz is like i'm gonna go and reclaim my life with molly and i'm like well does molly want to be like in the walls of buckkeep with you because mm-hmm. that's kind of what you're setting yourself up for by inserting yourself into all of this stuff he wants to he wants to have a Pool drawer, and he wants to have a Molly drawer in the walls. Well, he made a room already for the fool, but not for Molly. He hasn't like gone and like fixed up a room for Molly. Just the fool. Oh, like I said, he'll always choose the fool, even if it's like weirdly, <laughs> but he always Molly. will. Molly will be like, "Yeah, you're in love with that." Yeah, fool. she's like, well, no. "I'm just gonna go." Forget it, dude. Like, just go. no, like not even. I'm not going to be second be this fiddle again. Person, you... <laughs> it's like it'd be third though, because it'd be like the fool, then the farcer, throne, and then Molly, and Night Eyes, who's dead. Night Eyes. Well, Night Eyes is going to side At... with Nettle because a dead he's wolf the pup. takes precedence. Yeah. <sighs> also, like in that com that. Uh, skill conversation there was a little that instance there where shade realized that ketrican and fitz were kind of arguing for the same thing and working against him and he got excited mm-hmm. about it it's kind of like the like you up, like, oh, this you, is fun. you up the difficulty on the video game when you <laughs> yeah. win it's more fun <laughs> you know it's like is shade it? is playing the game he likes playing the game <laughs> Yeah, there's some weird part of him that's just sort of like 
He's just bored. <laughs> he doesn't even know why he's doing it anymore. I, I love that they fun. spent all that time, like, where he was like, well, what about this? And then they had to come up with a refutation of that. And he's like, okay, well, what about this? So I'm like, why are you entertaining this? Just tell him to do what he's told. <laughs> like, <laughs> it takes, like, four hours for them to be like, you know what? It doesn't matter, Shade. We're just we're doing it this way. And he's like, oh, okay. But you let me... <laughs> You let me list out my 21, you know, point plan first. That was cool of you. He's just arguing to argue. Yeah. Yeah, he's just like a little... Being a little the spider. A he likes being the spider. <laughs> kind of like, what can I... What can I... How can I fuck this shit up? How can I... How can I manipulate things? Just to just... Just keep just, the pain clean. this shit. Yeah. He just I'm he's bored. on the debate on the team. Boat. He's the king of the debate team, but he just realized the new noob <laughs> joined the team. He's got somebody else to crush. <laughs> <laughs> and he's sitting on a fucking boat. So yeah, he's he like is bored. super bored because he's on a boat. He doesn't have anything else to do because they have other shit to do. And he's like, "Well, damn, that that TV's over. I just burned through that." And I mean, how long ago could he not even do this? Yeah, whole he couldn't thing? skill. Like, now three he's three months excited. Ago. He can skill. He's like, this is amazing. I can. Like, did you see I mean, what better way to be on a boat? <laughs> he got the internet. <laughs> he is. He got on the internet. And now he's arguing with anyone that will argue with him. That's. <laughs> yeah, he's he's Reddit. He's discovered Reddit. <laughs> it's on AOL and Reddit all in like three months. Fitz is asking to join Whoa. his his uh, backslash. Coterie. His, his subreddit. And... Yeah. <laughs> pocked man. He's the pocked man. <laughs> oh, he is. Definitely the pocked man. That makes sense to me. Thank you for clearing that up. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what else happened? So, uh, uh, Eliania wanting to stay for three more months, I guess that makes sense, except that she'll come back in the winter and somehow that the Dukes wouldn't like it. I don't really know. That was, the that only was thing all really I got out of that was like, like, I think that everybody was jonesing for a marriage at Autumn Fest or whatever, whatever it's called. <laughs> it's like, whatever, they can have it at Spring Fest. It'll be great. They don't want, they don't want a winter wedding. It's just, it's cold. There's kerosene. Yeah, just, you know. They want a good autumn wedding. There's nothing to do but, like, like stay indoors during the winter with no heat. I mean, I guess they want to show the, this, the, the, the witted Civil War people that there's, like, other shit going on, but... I the just, nobles I, I are just gonna... Robin ultimately, just nobles want the Monet... And they'll get that. Yes. They'll get that through the trade agreements, and so they can like have that happening. What will they be trading? The Chalced. Who knows? Yeah, but like, what about the people? What know. do the people want? The people, they you know, they got a farm, and there's no farming during the winter. What are they doing? They're just inside. You know, I don't know. What are they doing? They're well, having I mean, sex. I they're talking about having sex. About the they're definitely just, doing they're just... it. <laughs> Eating they're, kerosene, they're, waiting, they're waiting for the the prince to have sex. That's all they care about. There's nothing else to oh, do. They, they get up every morning. They check the pigeons. They don't know. They're eating they those drug muffins, and they're doing it. 
they oh, ate the last goodness. apple of the year. They don't have any any <laughs> fruit left. Muffins. It's just it's just wheat from here on out. Just gruel. <laughs> Wish I was born better. <laughs> what a life! <laughs> My life would be more interesting. Well, I guess I guess if you're a peasant, you're really into this wedding because it ends supposedly will end the raids, right? All the coastal raids. Those the... are still going on. I don't think they've been raiding for since. The... They've been trading. The they live ships. there now. They're hanging out in. No, Bucky. so the red ships were not were. That's like when things escalated because it used to be like, oh, they'd raid and they'd take a few cows right, and, and, then and then shit went crazy. But couple, then I thought once the red ship war happened and it was like the ultimate power move of them kiboshing it, then the raids weren't happening anymore. Yeah, I thought the raids were over with. Well, then I see absolutely no advantage to this wedding. They just want to trade for, like, seal blubber or yeah, something. Yeah, they just want to get it. Was like, the raids might start again. Ice? They're like, all we have to offer you is seal skins and fish paste, I, and hopefully I you'll give us something way more. I cannot wait for thank you. shipment of seal lamp oil. Like, just cannot wait. I hear it burns three just... seconds longer than what we have. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Molly's going to be out of and business. Fuck your beeswax. I got fucking I just feel like they're getting a lot more from the Mountain Kingdom than they would be from the Out Islands. And also, like, yeah, Chelsea is a piece of shit, but, like, they are definitely a way bigger threat. And the Out Islands are not going to help them fight the Chalcedans. Like, no. What are they going to do? I don't know. If they get addicted to to little, like, sugar cakes and shit, maybe they'll help. Maybe the Out Islands can give them boats. Sick, sick, sick That's, boats. If Robots. it were the Iron, if it were Game of Thrones, the boats were important. Well, that, and I'm gonna say that an Out Island warrior is way fucking scarier than a Chalced warrior. A Chalced spy. Yeah, I guess they're gonna be like, if you're gonna raid, can you just raid farther south, please? Stop going to yeah, Bairns and Buck go a and... little bit further south and fucking terrify the shit out of those stop assholes. here along the way we'll give you some cornbread and send you on your way yeah and then on your way back <laughs> yeah. you could also drop send off you on your raping and pillaging way them. yeah why not i would still i would still be like i'm going to get dutiful to marry some rich girl from the cursed shores you know like i wouldn't uh-uh. oh, he's in deep now <laughs> It's too late. <laughs> it's too late now. You should have married an elderling. Yeah, marry an elderling. With the waddles. Yeah. They still got Ketrican. Ketrican's. Yeah, Ketrican's young. Why is Ketrican married? I don't Why is she just rotting away? Losing the best years of I've her been life. Watching a lot of Borges, she's not worried about her own. And Ketrican is should have been married by now. They, well, I don't even know what they're doing. What are they doing? I know, right? She's waiting for Fitz to get a clue. Yeah, which will take forever. Oh God, that she'll be waiting forever. <laughs> she's living well, you know her what? best life. Ketrican well, should have had Molly assassinated then, if she really wanted. Yeah, that right. Bad. There's still she's time. Wearing red skirts. <laughs> I heard there's she's, more buffs. She's waiting for her sexual prime, <laughs> which is definitely later, <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, all right. Are we ready to move on to our last chapter? <laughs> sure. If Alyssa hasn't quit yet. <laughs> I just did the blinking man gif face. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> Joey's comment. <clears throat> 
Chapter 34, <laughs> Commitments. <laughs> a recovered skill scroll greets us at the start of this chapter, talking about rude dude Master Tree Knee's removal of markings from the Witness Stones and locking up that fast travel knowledge for folks with Master Degrees only. But the joke's on him now they'll let anyone get a Master's Degree, and I'm proof of that. <laughs> <laughs> Fitz goes up to Shade's chat tower to weigh his possible futures. He does some LARPing alone with Chivalry's sword, and then he gets embarrassed and puts it back, palm sweaty, mom spaghetti. <laughs> Speaking of, he packs some <laughs> snacks and heads off to the Witness Stones and on to Aslovial. Prokop had left the fool asleep in his hut and Fitz seeds as he unpacks his picnic. The fool's, the fool's skin is indeed darkening, just like the fruit choices available to him, because instead of ap apricots, Fitz could only find plums to bring. In response to the fool's, you seem different in your bearing and in your eyes, Fitz says, thanks, I took a shower. <laughs> <laughs> they talk about the future Fitz has found and how he probably won't be called on by fate to die anymore. The fool says that he and Prilkop are going back to their prophet school to burn some books and wreck the place and save some kids and form a band called the Punk Rock Prophet. <laughs> Fitz asks how they'll get there, and the fool says, Oh, my best friend Prilkop says he can use the pillars, and Fitz grinds his teeth in suspicion so loud that it summons Prilkop right back to the hut, <laughs> casually mentioning Fitz coming back through the pillars and how awful it is as though he totally hadn't been listening at the door the whole time. <laughs> Nothing suspicious about me. When the fool explains that no, they would not be coming back to Buckkeep or stopping to go to the bathroom at Buckkeep or kissing the Buckkeep stone as tourists, Fitz's heart drops to his butt. The fool explains that he, like Pearl Cop, had a final vision of Fitz as he is now, that change is swirling around him and he is still the changer, and since he cannot see the future any longer, it is best for them to be apart. Here is your Robin Hobb block quote of the evening. <laughs> I knew I would die horribly in pain and cold, but I also saw the chance for the world to know dragons again, a chance for there to be creatures as arrogant and lovely as humans so that they might balance one another. I dreamed of a world in which men could not dominate all nature and impose their order upon it. It will be a world in which both men and dragons are so busy with one another that they cannot subvert all nature to themselves. Fine, Fitz whines. If you love dragons so much, then why don't you marry them? <laughs> Pearl Cup is meanwhile shuffling around the room awkwardly, pretending not to hear the fool confess his love to Fitz for the eighth time. Maybe it's best to move on from this moment with some show and tell, he thinks, bringing out some cubes of memory stone full of music and poetry and more music. The fool touches one and hears the music, and Fitz is like, the only music I want to hear is you singing that you're coming back to Buckkeep with me. <laughs> Shade chooses now to bust into Fitz's thoughts to say, hello, operator, patch me through to the queen, and then gets angry that Fitz just left without telling anyone after being given a hefty amount of royal authority. Fitz whines. It doesn't work. Fitz, go back to the life you were meant to have, says the fool. It even sustained me while I was dying to know that you would go on to that life after I was dead. Fitz, Fitz is it just God so hard, and <laughs> one, brings up that the fool called for him under torture. 
Two, needs to be explained the difference between love and plumbing again. Three, needs a recap of everything that happened with Night Eyes to put his life in perspective. And four, made this chapter five pages longer than it needed to be. <laughs> Fitz asks what would happen if he abandoned his life to follow the fool. And the fool, shocked, says he couldn't allow it. Fitz asks if he will see the fool ever again, and the fool kisses Fitz's palm and says it would not be wise. And then he takes his skill fingerprints back from Fitz's wrist, and he loses all sense of the fool. The fool turns away, trying to mask his crying, and says that he's just tired and goes to lay down. Thick busts into the Fitz brain. He and Shade both say that the queen wants him, and Fitz looks to the sleeping fool, tells him he'll be back, and runs into Prokop on his way to go scroll harvesting. Good thing he offered to guide Fitz through to the scroll room, because he saved us all a lot of time. There they find the scrolls, pushed to the center of the room, covered in oil, and next to them, struck by the divine lightning of librarians, watch out, <laughs> was the grody body of the pale woman. Fitz throws the ladder directly into the ocean trash chute and the audience cheers. <laughs> Fitz gets choked up about his bonds of oneness with Night Eyes and also the Fool and turns a sob into a, hey, do you like maps? I love maps. And shows <laughs> Pearlcop Buckkeep, his home. And in turn, Pearlcop shows Fitz Clara's, where he and the Fool will be going. Well, away out of there they go. Fits into the pillars for the third time in 24 hours and Pearl Cup to make a terrible nest somewhere, probably, or whatever it is he does. <laughs> Fitz says, tell the fool I love him. No, sorry, my mistake. He says, tell the fool I'll be back and steps through into a starry night. Thanks, I hate it. Yeah, thanks, I hate it's it. It's the worst. <laughs> the fucking worst. None of this makes sense. He's like, oh, it's over. We've gone beyond time. You won't be asked to be killed anymore. Everything's fine. But also, we can't be friends. You're still changing things. And I'm still the prophet. And I could... It's like, well, pick one. Either you're yeah. inert or you're active. Hate it. Well, I mean, Fitz is the same way. Because he's like, yeah, we'll be best friends. And we'll hang out all the time. And also... I'm going back to Molly, and you can, like, stay in our little side chamber off from my room, and I can visit you at any time. <laughs> It'll be great. Yeah. And we'll be carefree, and we'll touch foreheads. Really nice. <laughs> you can, yeah. Apricot Blanks Molly, really and then nice. he cuddles the fool. I mean, I've, I've said this in the spoiler section many times, but I do like the part where he explains it via Night Eyes, because yeah. it, it does... But it I think it makes what, sense thematically. It makes sense thematically, but I think that it's wrong because Night Eyes knew what he was giving up and Night Eyes chose anyway. Like, I think that the conclusion that they come to about Night Eyes and Fitz is not correct. I personally, like, because I think that. Well, but I think, I think that the fool is implying that Fitz would like choose him anyway and then he wouldn't leave his he wouldn't live his life but that's his choice that's his life yeah. if he wants to go well, backpacking around the world with the fool and have a grand adventure why not well i mean i think the fool is afraid of that ah <sighs> fool you dumb shit this is 
Well, don't worry. There is <laughs> another trilogy called Fitz and the Fool. So <laughs> Spoiler! Going out on a limb. <laughs> it's a different. It's a different Fitz. They get a, a facsimile Fitz. Fools are common. Fitz is even more so. <laughs> this is um... just an actual jester and another bastard. <laughs> <laughs> This was also like a like a common theme in the first trilogy with Furich uh, saying that like you know you can't have more than one master, right? And I believe that uh, Night Eyes was also saying similar things, like with yeah, anyone with more than one part time job knows that that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> I just think that it is possibly old-fashioned to to think oh well you only have one purpose you only have one major relationship you only have one master one saddle for the horse whatever like he can be whatever he wants to be it's his choice he's the changer and he can change it day by day that's his fucking purpose and i don't like it when people tell him what he has to be because it's when he decides what he's going to do and what he's going to be that he is like the strongest and when he does what everyone else tells him to do he's the weakest yeah and i mean i will say like i definitely think the fool and pilcrop need to go and fulfill like this next step that they've decided for themselves of like going back to the school and telling them of like hey some of this shit is fucked up when you're doing things wrong and you should listen to the baby prophets who say they're prophets but you say they're not prophets like that whole thing but right why he has to cut Fitz out from trolloping around the planet with him, I don't know. I just think that if they're going to do that, they should go on the backs of fucking dragons to prove they're right. Right, <laughs> yeah. You know? Just take the skill stones. It's like, you know, instantaneous. And also, what do you mean Procop can use a skill stone? So Procop has the skill? I guess. He could take the he could take the bus. Or has there just him. been a button this whole time that's like on the top of the pillar that you? Well, can push? I kind of wonder. So, well, I guess, but the fool only had it was supposedly because of the fingerprints, because of his skill mm-hmm. bond, right? Fits. I don't know. Well, it wasn't yeah. his well, skill he, bond that fits. It was the fact well, that he touched Verity's skill hand. Yeah, right. actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. skill. Yeah. It's like Prokop did use it though, right? I mean, he well, used maybe Prokop just has point. like a a pure skill piece of stone that he like rubs on it or something. I don't know. Oh, no. <laughs> but like, if Prokop had used the skill stones, like, why was he not <laughs> no, leaving the island to true, go get true. skills? <laughs> don't rub them. Oh, no. Nasty. I'm sorry, Jenny. I was laughing. What did you say? <laughs> I was saying if he can use the skill stones, why was he not using the skill stones to go and like get supplies? He didn't need to, or he didn't want to. He felt like he needed to. He, he says that it's because he needed to be there because he never knew when somebody, when the vision would become clear and those people would show up. Yeah. And he couldn't miss it. But see, that's when you get into like, it's like, well, if it's a prophecy, you will be there when you're needed. So you can really do whatever you fucking want, whenever you. But fucking not necessarily, because they have the ability to change things. So it's like not. not. No, they're not. They're the prophets. They, they don't ain't got change no changer. But well, that's not entirely true, it. because if a prophet killed himself, then that would change things. You know, like that's not. Well, I think that that's the argument that's being made because. And he absolutely changed like... things by like leading fits around all over the fucking glacier. 
Right. And the fool's like, oh, well, you know, I'll influence you to change things by changing you and changing your choices. But we should always be changing. Nobody should be, I mean. Exactly. And you should trust that, I mean, this goes back to the same argument that the the fool and Spitz had originally, where he was like, well, I'm, what do you mean you're going to die? Well, I'm going to protect you. Like, you have to trust that my choices are the correct choices. Isn't that the whole point of your magic? Mm Mm-hmm. So if I want to go backpacking with you across the universe, that's the correct choice. I've got, Do I've got think... a, it's a Mitch Hedberg quote. And yeah. it's, I'm sick of following my dreams. I'm just going to ask them where they're going and hook up with them later. <laughs> that's like, pro, it's like prophecies. <laughs> Thank you, Mitch Hedberg. Do you think that if the fool was like, sure, I'll come back to Buckkeep with you and then I'll go on to Clary's eventually. Do you think that Fitz would have been like, yes, I will go to Clary's with you? I think it's either that or the fool would have been like, I'm going to stay forever because I can't, you know, I got used to our little, like, whatever arrangement they're going to come to. I, I, I mean, obviously this is because we want we want a very specific ending that does not seem to be uh, it become, becoming less available to us as the pages <laughs> go by. And you know we're we're mad about it, but I am mad about it. Dumb, it's dumb. <laughs> it's dumb. <laughs> I mean, I don't think Nettle would allow this. If if you put Nettle in Fitz's place, you know what Nettle's gonna do? Whatever she fucking wants. Yeah. She'll just gonna... annoy the fool until he does. Yeah, it was easy. <laughs> I just told them what to fucking do, and they did it. I think Nettle part of the reason the fool's plan of cutting him out works, though, is because Fitz is kind of torn between what he wants. Like, how badly does he want the fool and how badly does he want Molly and all of these other things? Right. I think what really gets me is that is that the fool's plan or is that what Prokop told him? The fact that there's a uh, yeah. third person here. Well, we all we know, know that you don't trust Prokop, so. I don't trust Prokop. <laughs> <laughs> He's a cop. I don't trust him. He's a cop. He's a cop. Prophecy cop. Also, like he's an IKEA furniture. <laughs> he's a piece of IKEA furniture. He's a piece of talking IKEA furniture. I don't. I don't trust. Trust him. me, you must. <laughs> Would you like some meatballs? We've got to go through the steel pillars. <laughs> we have a forest in Sweden. <laughs> I know. That's what I'm thinking. I'm like, oh god, we just offended our. <laughs> No, we, we live there. We're natives. No, Rachel just turns into Bartok every time she tries to do any accent. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have an ear for it. Love Sweden. <laughs> you wish we lived there. I was doing sweet. I was doing the Swedish Chef. Okay, let me alone. But the Swedish Chef doesn't actually say words. He just goes. Well, I was making words. Oh, it's worse. It's worse. It's worse. It is. We didn't do this, okay? That's the audiobook. If you have a problem, you should That's write that. That's true. You should take it up with whatever company. I'll, I'll write. I'll tell you later. <laughs> be in the comments. Um. So, yeah. So, you know, still chores. Shade wants all the skill scrolls. And but I get... do like that Fitz has every intention of coming back. Oh yeah, like he's he's like this is not fucking over, and so you know the tension is still there. It's just that you know the last time they had an argument, the fool went and did something crazy, like go through some skill stones and ride around on girl on a dragon, and you know was not thwarted. 
We're just we're back to that kind of level of non-communication. Will I ever see you again? No. Okay, I'll see you tomorrow after I come back through the yeah. pillar again. <laughs> I know. I kind of hate me like, you know, tell him I'll be back. It's like they're not going to be there if you actually come back. They're going to be gone. Well. The um uh so we have we have wit the stones, the skill pillar or sorry, the, the witness stones are the skill pillars, and we also have the skill scrolls, which there's stuff in there that none of them have ever read yet, right? Because mm-hmm. it was all stolen. Um Oh, confirmation that the pale lady is gone. She did. Hooray. Her little nubbin chart arms. She gone. Crab food. It's uh, not a satisfying way they to see her. Put her die, down the poop chute but... into the water. Which is kind of what happened to Birch, which I don't like. I don't. I don't like that her and Birch got the same. You know. Well, she she got a flush, but it wasn't a royal flush. <laughs> <laughs> She got flushed like a fish. Yeah. Like a... Okay. Every episode prompts, friends in high places, character introductions and exits. I already mentioned that the pale woman has concluded her... She gone. Also, potentially, the fool is making an exit, so... A little bit of a swan song there, maybe. But we are reintroduced to Patience and Lacey. Very good. Nettle in the flesh. Nettle in the flesh. And uh, I feel like Eliana's mother was felt quite heavily in this section, even though she wasn't really physically there. Because she was the one preventing all. Never mind. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Explain yourself. Uh, we also got Prilkop's name, so like, that's kind of a bit of an introduction. And is that it? Anybody is that else? Everybody? Exit. Uh-huh. Gilly, Gilly re-entered. Gilly. Oh, Gilly. Gilly re-entered. <laughs> and he's like, you motherfucker didn't bring me a sausage? Come on now. <laughs> I've been in the walls by myself, fending for myself for so long. I think I left my cat alone no, for a day and a half. Girl on the dragon like, Tuna? You're gonna give me tuna now? <laughs> tuna! <laughs> <laughs> Skills acquired. Fitz and company learn and grow what new skills were shown in the section. Stone dragon bargaining. Silver yeah. fingerprint slurping. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is rude, actually. Like, you could at least, like, leave, like, a memento if you really intend on, like, peacing out. Yeah, don't take it back. Fuck you, man. Uh, make out memory swapping. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's probably, me there probably other ways to do that, but I really appreciate that. Do I need to draw that too? Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I shall consider it. Do it. I didn't draw the last kiss, so I feel like I should draw one. I was gonna just, like, draw them happy at Winterfest together and pretend like this whole series didn't happen, but... (laughs) (laughs) Why not all three? 
Oh, what was I gonna say? Oh, fathering, fatherhood. Is that a skill? Yeah, uh, acknowledging no, your children. He doesn't, have, he doesn't have that skill. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, he, he didn't even fuck with half when he was yeah. in Bucky. I know, right? Never, not a thought about right. Him. He's, He's tromping like, oh, all over the place, seeing all these people, and he did not even think about Hap. Also, like, what happened to their pony and their cart? Because oh, uh, Jenna probably still has it. Right? He just left. Jenna left the pony. That's that's one of those things that you just just have to give up. I guess having a shitty boyfriend. Just got to give it up. He lost it in the divorce. It wasn't a very long relationship. He was was a really shitty boyfriend, so she took it as like you know payback. I guess. I would argue that she was a really shitty girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah. Keeping your shit. Neither it one of those was great, but she did have a really cool <laughs> cat. So she needed a cart and a horse, and they didn't. So it was fine. Uh, it's got a charm out of it that he'll never wear again. A creepy charm. Uh, animal assists. Oh, Gilly was there. Gilly assisted in being Jim- cute. And <laughs> if the dragons count as animals, they don't. Uh, Ice fire stuck his head and destroyed someone's house. So, but then what did he do? Did he do it for like a second? Yeah, I feel like, like he just kind of went boop and just. That, and it was, was like touching a base. Like, are we done? Baseball. He was just like, think I'm here. Okay, peace. <laughs> He's like, oh, I did it. Bye. I did it. Sintagla is like, see, no one's the boss of me except for you. You're not the boss of me. You're not the boss of me. Was that the Malcolm in the middle? I mean, yes. It was <laughs> a song that there was, was used by There was a band, though. Was the fool there and how fabulous were they being? The fool is getting back to fabulousness, but he's on a little bit of a journey right now. Throw his fingernails back. <laughs> oh, no. Mm. Yes, it's Same. true. Got some missing teeth too, but they're the nails that. are growing back. We have a confirmation, so. And you know what? what? I'm sure that they have really great dentures somewhere for him. <laughs> Maybe he'll gold. get some gold teeth or something. It would go wizard wood. No wizard wood teeth. Oh no. He's really good at carving. Maybe he'll just carve himself <laughs> teeth. <laughs> Nothing that could come alive inside your own mouth. That's weird. <laughs> Start talking hey. for you. <laughs> hey, you. I'm, I'm in, in your mouth. Okay. I'm a dragon, too. Is that cool? I'm a dragon. I got a novella idea. I'm a dragon. Sorry, my teeth are dragons. I gotta go. <laughs> my teeth are dragons. Sorry, my teeth are dragons. A novella. And there, it's also just scrapings, scrapings of multiple dragons into one tooth and you've just got like a full on dragon argument inside your mouth ah <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, Fitz Misery the Bastard has a moment heroics tantrums extremely bad decisions etc I think he was really doing really well up until the end there up until he met Nettle up until the f- complete failure to like I mean, like, he was there for her, and I understand, like, his logic of, like, why he didn't just dump everything on her, but also, like, uh, he he was not controlling that situation at all. 
And then also with just kind of like going back and like allowing the fool to outlogic him about his own position as catalyst is very using annoying. skill pillars when you've been warned not to repeatedly. Mm-hmm. Well, he was stuck. What's he gonna do? Fly? Wait. It's just a matter of time. You could have just waited. Just- Take that dragon he was making out with. Just fly on her. If Pilcrop told him when oh. he went back to Buckkeep, like, yo, player, wait a minute before you come back. And he's like, no, the f- the fool needs his plums now. And it's like, no, he doesn't. <laughs> Romantic. He wants well, he to be with the fool. he could have waited on Azazel right? to now. hang out with the fool. Yeah, he had options and he didn't. He had to get that scroll, ch- that scroll train going. Get all that knowledge back. Could have just spent more time with the fool. Yeah, he should have just stayed there and been like, I'm not leaving, so you can't leave. We're just here together. It's like, yeah, yeah, we're just going to spend these next however many days I need to rest before I can use the skill pillars again. And then he'll just keep being like, oh, no, I need more time. (laughs) I don't feel myself now. Be my boyfriend. Be my boyfriend. Be my boyfriend. Be my boyfriend. Eventually, wear him down. (laughs) But did you die? (laughs) Important events. (laughs) <laughs> it works. Did you die? Important events and predictions about what's coming up. I'm not acknowledging that, Jerry. <laughs> Important events predictions. Fitz tries to bone Molly. I'm not allowed to make. I'm not allowed to make predictions anymore. Why not? Nope. Because some the the the. They they said in the the letter. No, it was that's the opposite of what it said. It no, said you're supposed yeah, to because it's hilarious. Please continue. Yeah, because you're so a hundred percent certain that you are absolutely correct. You're never and right. also wrong, despite some very significant knowledge gaps. <laughs> I'm not answering that question. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so Molly and Fitz are going to become a. Th- Thing the fool and pillcrop, I do think are gonna go on their journey. Like I totally believe that. I don't think there's really much to stop them from getting back there. Like there's no like evil entities that would stop them. Uh, Nettle, she might become the town trollop. We don't really know. <gasps> oh, <laughs> I think Hap's got that on lockdown. Don't worry about it. Who's Hap? <laughs> Wouldn't it be great if those two just hooked yeah. up? No. <laughs> Who's your dad? This guy. Wait, he's my Uh-oh. dad too. She doesn't know it's that. Not, not they're not related. Blood. I'm telling yeah, you, they're not yeah, like it's totally related. fine. It's there's not only incest. there's only four teenagers in in Buckkeep. They need <laughs> they need information <laughs> in order to make good yeah, decisions. I mean, he could carve. The, he could make their cabinets. She could do everything else. <laughs> We're not picking favorites. I hope she's earning a wage from the queen for playing telephone all the time. Yeah, and also getting Tintaglia to like you know end the war. I was gonna say, do we think that yeah. we'll hear from the dragons again before the book ends? We got three chapters and an epilogue. And a wait, prologue, epilogue. Which one's that? Super Super epilogue. Yeah. Which do we trillalog? It's trillalog. Yeah. Will we hear from <laughs> them at the end of this book? Are they it's just a prediction? If you want, you can put it in your prediction category. I don't know if we will. 
I, like the fool, will refuse to reveal my prophecies for lack of being understood. (laughs) Okay, what made you cry? The whole chapter with Lacey and Patience, yeah. Yeah. Also, uh, Fitz getting his memory memories back. Yeah. Or the fool giving Fitz his memories back. Yeah. I also get emotional. Fitz taking a bath. The fool's like, "Oh, we can't be together forever," and I was like, "Shut up, fool! Stop talking." <laughs> yeah. Uh, fashions from the Out Islands. There wasn't a lot of clothes in this one. <laughs> Everybody's naked. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> he put on a new guard's uniform when he got back to Bucky. He did put on a guard uniform. Uh, Lacey was wearing a robe, oh. and Patience was wearing an old-ass dress. And a hat that she had not worn since chivalry was king-in-waiting. Maybe, possibly, according to Fitz. And why would, like, why would Fitz know? Because <laughs> he's so, like, keen on fashion. He's an expert. <laughs> he's an expert. <laughs> Everyone we went else's to Parsons, fashion, guys. just not his own. <laughs> Fitz, make it work. How are you doing? Make it work. <laughs> God. Uh, and did Fitz fits it? When isn't he fitzing it? The answer is always yes. He fits no. it with Nettle. No that whole interaction with Nettle was really weird. And he's like, I know I barely know you, but I'm going to hug you really tight and really close. And, and also let you know that I love you unconditionally like a father. And it's like weird. Yeah. And, you know? and, like, like, and yet yeah. not tell you anything. Anything. Yeah. It's like weird. Like she is grossed and out. And also like she's going to go home and like deal with her mother. Like I just feel like this. Is, she's not without the information she's in this like really weird place and i don't think that knowing the truth would interrupt or like hinder her ability to deal with the loss of burrage like no it's just Fitz is not no like, i disagree with that because it's like what is going to happen when you eventually do try to have a relationship with her it's like he all he was doing was just being like both creepy but also he's like he's like shuts her down she's like trying to have a relationship with him like as even just as like a friend and he's like no no don't get anywhere near me you might learn something please mm-hmm. i mean i don't think then was exactly the right time to tell her absolutely like not. he should have told her years and years and years ago so it's sort of like... she needs to be able to process one thing before she's being thrown into this whole other thing like I don't think that would have been appropriate at all for him to say who he was. And it would be very like typical of him to be like, well, I'm Fitz and I'm just going to care about me and do my thing and not care about anything else. It's possible that she now has enough information that when she goes home and tells her mom about this guy that she met, <laughs> shit could go down it's all you know i just possibly but that's let her mom tell her let somebody who she knows and loves and cares about tell her that information instead of some fucking stranger who gave her too tight of a hug <laughs> bathing stranger was he naked no he was not no. naked he had clothes on joey come on God you, you go to your, the lockers and you get your clothes and you put them back on before you leave the steams 
He was in his uniform. Okay. Anything else? Last words? That's all I got. All right. Next up is Fool's Fate chapters 35 through the epilogue. That's three chapters and an epilogue. Uh, this has been Bucky Radio. <laughs> you can email us at BuckyBradio at Gmail and let us know if we can read your email on air. I'm Rachel. You can find me at Darth Rachel on Twitter and Darth underscore Rachel on Instagram. I'm Alyssa and you can find me at AlyssaMaynard.com. I'm Jenny and you can find me at FacelessFray on Instagram. I'm Eli and you can find me at Chewy Bread Cosplay on Instagram. I'm Ashley, and I'm on Instagram at LadybirdParker. And I'm Joey, and you can find me on Instagram at PowerKid.exe, where I'm withholding all my prophecies. <laughs> Joey, they want to hear <laughs> your prophecies. Never! <laughs> I will not be a fool! <laughs> oh, wow. Next up is spoiler section. Joey can't leave. What a time. He's the X Factor. <laughs> How many people can we fit on in this thing? None of us have read the I next know. I've got quartet. nothing to so say. It will all be funny. It's It'll just be me alone in spoiler section. I feel like section. we've like, hashed over how much we hate the end with Molly courting every like yeah. the last couple times. Is it enough Less times? Kids. Is it not enough times? <laughs> we're gonna do it again live next week i was reading the section really carefully where he's like oh i had a vision of you after all of this and i was like well what's what was exactly is the vision because i wanted to see if it was just misinterpreted but it is not explained the vision was fitz and molly having his child well i know but that's not what it says it just says oh you have a family or you're living or whatever it was really vague and i was like well all right well, it might not be clear yet, you know? Maybe he's just, it's really vague in his dreams. But it means that he's going to have oh. bees. Well, I mean... And he needs Molly. Yeah, I mean, he, he mentioned that after he said that, like, he was talking about them wanting him back there for, like, communicating with the queen. So I thought maybe it had something to do with that, but... Yours makes more sense. Certainly. From a prophecy level. I just hate Pearl Cop. I'm sorry. I hate him. He sucks. <laughs> Bad ideas. Irrelevant. Irrelevant person. <laughs> <laughs> just like me. Where's your catalyst, man? What happened to them? Ugh. Murder her probably, but we need someone to want to talk about it. Like, talk to B while they're in solitary. <laughs> oh yeah, that is Prokop, huh? Yeah, he got his, didn't he? That was such a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go back to this really hostile place. It'll be fine. Just us.
just us who no have backup. an army or a dragon or any way to get away. Or fits to go to go berserk and like murder people. Ugh. Ugh. Solid plan. Solid plan. Yeah, it is a it is a bizarre plan because it's like you were wrong. This this whole know, like, this whole school, you like, like come back and you're like, you were wrong, and we we ruined everything that you planned. We're, yeah. What are they doing? Uh, like they think they're gonna be welcomed as heroes because they brought dragons back with no evidence. They just are gonna tell no. people they did. He just needed, see, he needed to keep the skill link so he could be like, hey, Fitz, can you get Nettle to Father Gentaglia yeah. to come down to Clary's and show off? Don't give up your tools. You need every tool to survive. <laughs> Never, ever, ever give up your tools. And Fitz is a tool. Fitz and the tool. Do we... Oh, I guess, yeah, I guess Riddle... This is how she meets Riddle, because he does the ferrying back and forth in the next section. Yes, and Fitz is like, he's getting too familiar with her, and Molly's like, it's fine, she's getting, meeting her husband. <laughs> she's like, remember when we got married when we were 17? <laughs> it's happening. Uh, we, do, we do see Tintaglia again. They come and they have sex at the wedding, right? They do, yeah. Jesus, and they and then they gorge themselves. They eat twenty on, like, cattle. Cattle, awesome, yeah. love it. I also can't wait for the scene where Fitz just walks into the room and is like, "Hi, I'm Fitz Chivalry Farseer," and everyone's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> "Are you going like, to murder us?" <laughs> Lightning strike. So like, I don't like you anymore. There's that, and then, I don't, I don't, yeah, the, yeah, I got, I got nothing. <laughs> There's bees. Bees. The, Poor Molly. The stingy, spicy, sexy scenes. <sighs> it, was, it was a sign of future prophecies to come true with the bees and the sex. Is that, like... Is that kind of like hearkening back to her when she was... Wasn't Birch injured when she first started banging him? She was like taking care of injured Birch? I don't remember. Was he injured? Oh, I guess, I mean, he's... Well, he's perpetually injured. <laughs> yeah, he has his leg. Yeah. But I mean, he was still like... Chopping wood and going to town and getting shit. For them. I don't know if he was, like, sick. I'm trying to remember. It just, like, sounds familiar. Oh, you're injured. Let me fix that with my lips. <laughs> <laughs> Let me get that stinger out. Oh, yeah. With that, my yeah. teeth. Mm. In his neck. It was on his neck, though. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he had more than one. She had to go in a couple times. <laughs> this is horrifying. We should stop. <laughs> Amazing. Um, 
Okay. Just waiting wow. for that two-year pregnancy. The most horrifying no, we have, scene we ever. have four books to read before we get that far so i know there were four three. beautiful dragon books on water again i'm sure Maybe. that there i'm sure there will be nothing horrifying or gross in these books just rivers just rivers good clean happiness rivers. except in the whole beginning love. <laughs> just oh no do you have well, any yes. warnings for us? I think I think what's going to yes. happen so that you don't have to speak by yourself is that I'm going to have to spend the break reading ahead. <laughs> Ooh, think, yes, join me. I think that's what's going to happen. Join me in hell. Unless someone else wants um, to volunteer to be the spoiled, the, no. the rereader. I don't mind. doesn't have to be me. doesn't join have to be me. me. I mean, I think I have to do it anyway because I have to edit the spoiler section, but I right. mean, other people are... <laughs> There are oh content warnings. Oh good. <laughs> yeah. Love, so love some good content it's like, warnings. What is it I about will, the water? You know? Oh no. I will just be a new reader in this section. It will be funny. Alright, well I'll read ahead. Eli, if you want to read ahead, you can read ahead. Then we'll have a little bit more okay. going a on. A little more content to present. Yeah. Not enough for you. Spicy. <laughs> Unless you want to speak alone. You got, you got to put on a whole show by yourself. <laughs> it's going to be do Yeah, like every time there'll just be like a little like lessons. Like I'll just a little. That's you when I'll present. You can recite a poem about <laughs> farm animals. It's <laughs> <laughs> the same about dragons. But, you also, know. well, dragons could be You could do like the. Dragons that is my like when uh, somebody does like a YouTube where they're playing all the instruments and they like cut them all together. You could like be listening <laughs> yeah. to yourself and talking to you yourself. You can talk and... to yourself. Uh, that's how I pretend I have friends and people to talk. Can perfect your Swedish accent. <laughs> I'm so sorry, <laughs> listeners. Talk about the Muppets. <laughs> We're supposed to be coarse. We're very We're excited about our forest. Yeah, I am excited. I'm going there. I'm gonna look at it with my with my own eyes. We should go there and go camping, and then find an ancient, unworshipped horror in the woods. There was a, there was a phrase that made me sound, uh, feel like it was like a really inaccessible area. What was it? Yeah, what was it? like we might need a helicopter. What was it? What was the phrase? It was, uh, it was like forest. to never right in the middle. I think is the. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> couldn't be and, at the edge of the forest. Easily accessible, an almost right impossible piece of land. Does that mean like impossible, like impossibly beautiful, or does it mean impossible, like impossible, impossible. to get to? So there we need a helicopter to just like drop us into the forest with the ladders. Yeah, coming down. There's gold in them, our hills, and then we'll go. Oh yeah, considering just about everything in the books and now you have an almost impossible piece of land to visit whenever you are in Sweden. Maybe maybe it means like it's not impossible. We just have to get it's there. Almost it's just almost impossible. If we if this country will ever let us out and if Sweden will ever let us in. That we are <laughs> we are gonna really want to go to this place as soon as we can get on the plane. Oh, get yeah. out get out Let's away go. from wherever we are. And out to our impossible piece of land. I'm for it. Yeah, let's meet Emmy Linda and go get lost. Yeah, we can have like, I don't know, what, what do they do? We have like tea 
and then go hiking? Is it easy to do that, do you think? Yeah. <laughs> it's like a whole thing. <laughs> is it a whole Remember thing? Remember I have asthma. Cakes. Remember I, I have asthma. feel like your threshold is differing. <laughs> I, don't, I don't really... I need to um, like have the fool's job. essentials for glamping oh, oh, if I'm going to do this. Because we need I to put wheeling? together a glamping With... kit. Four wheelers, right? A golf cart. I'm gonna fix it. I'll dig our poop hole. I need the stinky one. I need, I need a, a nice, pretty dragon tent and. Uh, but here's the thing: robes. outside in other countries is different than outside here. Like outside in like New York is bullshit. So. I feel like outside. I've been camping in Ohio and it was terrible and I don't want to do it. But I'm saying like outside in Sweden, it's like so much nicer. The air is cleaner. The sky is bluer. The f- it's still nature and there are still bugs. I'll do it. I'll paradrop <laughs> in. I don't care. <laughs> I don't respond well to other living things. <laughs> We'll have, I'll macrame some tent poles we like can, in Yennefer's tent. Yeah, we can. You. We can put you Thank in you. one of those in one of those orbs. <laughs> you can zorp through the forest. What is what? Like a bubble? A zorb? A zorb? It's a bubble. Is that the big hamster ball? That yeah. You're going down the hill. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Then you don't have to worry about animals. I think that's fair. Cool. All right. They can exist, they just can't be anywhere near me. <laughs> Otherwise, I will have a panic attack and they will sense my fear. <laughs> okay. We'll, we'll start with like a cat cafe or something. So... <laughs> Owl. Well, plan- we, have our, we have our post-COVID plans. We're going to Sweden. <laughs> fuck to our impossible yeah, cat fuck yeah. cafe. Yep. <laughs> we'll open one in our square forest. In our square. All the cats are squirrels. But they don't know. <laughs> Coming up. Coming up. Alright. I'm signing out. Okay. Bye. <laughs> Bye. 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 See you in Sweden. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>